This week in league, uh, the Lebanon Rugby League Federation does what the New South Wales Rugby League should have done years ago, threatens to throw Robbie Farah in jail. Dylan Napa calls it quits on his self-prostate bashing career after snapping his wrist in Origin Camp. Fraser Anning is installed as New South Wales Origin Diversity Manager. Plus, we look ahead to all the action for Rep Round 2019. All that more this week in league. Welcome to episode 323 of This Week in League. I'm Nate. And I'm Jay. How you doing, man? Fucking very nervously learning all the words to the national anthem. <laughs> Just in case work comes and asks me to sing it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think the, I think the key is if you're not going to sing it, the way to get away with it if your workplace is, is an absolute cunt circus like certain workplaces are, as, as have been exposed in the world of rugby mm. league over the last little while. <clears throat> I think the idea is that you just uh, do what the players who don't know the words do and just move your lips. and uh, you know. no, no, no. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Listening to your, your your own your own like yeah whatever your version of you know fucking like you know God God you know yeah. Frittata save the Queen or well know, I was I was gonna say it, it's advanced Frittata fair what's commonly known as hitting a Frittata with a stun gun <laughs> 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 to be fair though I mean like stun guns will do that thing. the best of us will yeah that's true that's very <laughs> true like that um, <clears throat> but yeah. Um, this week has been all origin build-up week, and yeah, you know, the news and the stories and everything have been all, you know, surrounding surrounding that as they are, which is you know kind of like you know it's, it's uh, I I like fluffy stories, but I'm also not interested in talking about them because there's really no avenue to talk to, to, to talk about them. Like for example, you could talk it, about oh Benji's got recalled to New Zealand. New Zealand. Like, Fucking good for Benji. That's awesome. Yep. Because he probably deserves it. Um, yep. You know, obviously there's you know, form issues and everything and, and reasons why other other players, you know, might not necessarily be yep. selected. But, you know, it's it's great I mean, it's great for him. I mean, he's he's a guy that, you know, that clearly cares about that. Yeah. So, you know, it's good for him, but yep. that's about the end of the the story. Like, you know, great, good for him. Yeah. You know, well, you know, look, it, it's also something that, that you can point to that that careers don't always have to have a straight trajectory. And they don't always have to end at the dragons. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or when they go to rugby. I mean, he could have gone. He could. He could have gone. He could have gone to rugby and then you know bought a fucking Gloria jeans or whatever and yeah. and and you know started cursing homosexuals on the internet, but he didn't. Um, and he's been rewarded. You know, it's rare in rugby league for a resurgence of the level of Benji. Yes. Generally, once that downward trend starts to happen. Yeah, I mean, because usually the best that you can hope for is kind of like Robbie. Like where he was gone, unwanted at a club, goes back to the club where he where he made his name, and like you know, he, he was he was like really good the first, you know yeah, this year he's played really, he's played really well for him, yeah, <clears throat> um, but not the level where you go, oh back to like some you know back to you, oh, fuck. back to I legit your, just got shivers after yeah, you said that I know. But then, that's where it ends for him, though. I mean, there was never. I mean, of course, yeah. Even if Damien Cook had had been you know struck down by you know, AIDS and died. Well, he was behind Damien at club level, so there's no way. Yeah, he was yeah. Next no, but him. even if he was gone, even if he was gone, yeah. then who comes up next? Even if they're gone, like he, there's, he'd still be, he'd still be 16th. 
Sione, I'd put Sione Katoa in yeah, the origin team, yeah. and and even though he's not eligible, yeah, and, and he and you know what, he would have been ahead of him in the if if, if eligible, <laughs> he would have been ahead of him. But the Benji, from the on the other hand, he's like he's come back, yeah. he's playing very well, but now he's getting like national, yeah, and and that's it. It's like sort of I I guess even the like who would you say have had some of the better twilight? Like Luke Lewis had an excellent twilight to his career, mm-hmm. excellent twilight. Yep. There was never the consideration of him being shipped off to yep. the Super League. He was in a successful team. Mm-hmm. He had that um, that patch. Was that last year when he made like like three line breaks three weeks in a row? Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. And he was running. And <laughs> Always he just, doing those eighty meter. Yeah, the, not, he wasn't quite getting there, but like the eighty <laughs> yeah, meter old man intercepts. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you know that was a an amazing twilight of a career and mm-hmm. well deserved. Yeah, but he was never in talk for for rep. No. Duties after that. No. You know, so good on yeah. good on Benji. Exactly. And see, look, there you go. We've stretched it to like, you know, far more than you would have thought. Mm. Maybe there is something to these fluff stories. No, I think there's some substance there, but you yeah. actually have to get to the fucking substance. But that's pretty, but that, that's but like the the headline is pretty much the story. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. That's, there's not a lot more. <clears throat> I mean, we've had backflip palooza this week. Oh, yeah. With, uh, Manor deciding to stay at the Eels and uh, I mean, apparently there was agreement at the Tigers for him to go there but he's elected to stay at the Eels I haven't re- I haven't read past the headline because I, yeah. I'm not interested but if uh, I, I don't know there wasn't any real talk of of what convinced him to stay other than oh blah blah support of the fans you know that sort of shit right um, pure, this is pure speculation right? Yeah. let me preface this with this this is pure speculation which is our stock in trade. That's it. I'm, I'm, I'm getting two and two and coming up with, you know, potentially anywhere from three to five. <laughs> <laughs> there were a couple of things that came out. One of them um, was that the reason he was out of the Eels was that there was a gathering at a, uh, oh, a senior staff member's Like the Wayne's Barbecue. Oh, no, you said oh, about the Nosebeers one. Well, there, there was one of the coaching staff had a gathering at their place, yep. and there was debaucherous behaviour ensued. Basically, some just you know some stuff that look. I'm sure Jesus would have been a part of if he was real. Let's let's be frank here. Um, just because your mother's a virgin doesn't mean you have to be a little bitch. <laughs> <laughs> um, but. He he was apparently so dismayed at the level of, of shit going on and that it was at a member of the coaching staff's house and they sort of indirectly knew about it and didn't do anything about it. And potentially participated, I heard. Oh, fucking there you go. Yeah, Fantastic. Yeah. Um, you know, so it's nice to see that his strong, life-defining uh, moral compass is good enough that it'll allow him to chuck a tanty and breach a contract, but it won't actually allow him to dob on his mates. Yeah. <laughs> or, you know, report any of this horrific wrongdoing to the governing body of uh, of the sport he plays. Who could, who could like, um, easily easily arrange for Asada to be there the next yeah, day. Exactly. And, uh, and, and sweepingly just uh, you know, remove so, everybody involved. <laughs> so, that, that that's great to see that that moral compass is so... Um, yep. You know, I guess you can choose when it points north. Yep. So, and then you had the old. Uh, then we then we had the old. Uh, the Corey. I want to say old. I mean Corey Thompson. Um, potentially, you know, it was yes. reported he was going to to the Panthers. Yep. And then by the end of the day, 
you know, West Tigers had memes and stuff out there with him, you know, like liking up all these posts about staying and everything yep. and, you know, announcing that he'd, he'd re-signed. That's it. And them. you know what? Fucking good on him. Yep. Like, he's a, a fan favourite. Yes. And he's like, he's almost like the Tigers version of Gutho. Yeah, 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 potentially. I mean, I don't think with I think with far less upside, but a far better mean. Yeah, you know but, what I mean. But like in terms of you know, like the greatest thing that they've got at their club to get behind. Yeah, probably wouldn't crack first grade at any other side. Yep. Um And who the fuck at Penrith was looking at him? Like honestly, are they cunts sitting down going, you know what we need? We need someone who's the same size as Mansell, so he gives us the same disadvantage in the air on a position that's kicked too frequently. I feel like I feel um, like he tries. I feel like he he's, he tries harder and and is probably going better than Mansell at this point. Hundred percent, hundred percent. So it is an upgrade, if, but they'd have to be considering moving Mansell on it. That's though, it know, for that yeah. to happen. Yeah, you know. And if you're going to do that, but he yeah. is one of the ones. It wasn't it like last week or the week before. There was like you know a bunch of names and stuff like. That were that were like you know free to leave you know if they if they nah he wasn't one really. I thought Mansour was one I thought, nah, I, thought, he wasn't. I, thought I thought Mansour um one of the fucking hyphenated cunts out in forwards I fucking can't remember I have <laughs> bad memory no 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 no, no, no. Mansour <laughs> didn't want to end up on that list who's the who's the shit one the the, the, the hyphenated Malaki <laughs> <laughs> nah it's Fisher Harris puts in no well, who's the well, yeah well it's not RCG right but, um yeah no he was a, yeah so um. All right. Yeah. Um, backflip. Yeah. So backflip again. The good thing, the thing that I, I like from the Tigers side on this is that this this rumor, you know, bubbled up somehow, and they immediately, you know, they dispelled it within a business day. Yeah. Within the within the same By working day. Yeah. But this thing, they may already had it, already have had done it, and this rumor's busting out. They go, well, no, fuck, we've fucking signed him. Yeah. So like, let's release the fact that we've signed him, where where as we may not have until. You know, some other day. Oh, uh, yeah, after June yeah. The deadline. Or it may not have been a thing that needed to be, you know. May- yeah, yeah. maybe so- they had a member's email planned for the next day. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, maybe just force their hand to reveal it early, but it seems Look, weird. I don't know where this is. There's a good from. thing about fucking Corey Thompson. So, at least he doesn't call press conferences for himself when he fucking does anything. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, well, well, but, you know, would anyone turn up? But let me tell you, I am out it's of origin this- time. There's plenty of news. I mean, no, he'd be talking to a fucking empty thing. Out of this origin thing where there is so much shit in the mainstream media, mm-hmm. it warms me to the fucking cockles of my heart. Yep. I, I really think that this year, more than any other, the content that's being put out by the NRL yep. is so is of such a better content yep. that these journos who have survived from inside exclusives and fucking stilettos meetings Managers for so long. And, yeah. yeah. Now, um, are literally having people call them on their bullshit, like the whole Latrell Mitchell thing. Yeah. Uh, do you want to get into that now or do you want to? Oh, yeah. Let, yeah, fuck it. Let's do it and then we can just talk. Yeah, well, it's segues in. Bring, just, yeah, we can just breeze through, the, we can breeze through the teams and shit later. That's fine, yeah. So, yeah, okay. So, the, the you're just talking about the way that- well, Latrell was dropped. Yes. Right? And then the big headlines in the papers the next day were about how upset he was and how he found out the wrong way and how he's going to turn his back on New South Wales forever and all of these things. And it was lovely. I saw the more intellectual footy fans actually put two and two together and, and say, fuck, hang on, the team was announced here and when it was announced, 
He was, when you say more intellectual, you mean you mean New South Wales fans, like ones that ones that aren't at, like, trying to find any opportunity to to you know create a meme about some bullshit and oh, ruin, look, there, ruin there are an online no- community. Look, fucking, it happens every year. <laughs> I, I said it to you the other day. I look forward to Origin time every year, and it happens every fucking year. It's New South Wales fans turning on each other, yeah, about dumb shit. And there was yeah. a, a fair share of New South Wales fans doing this as well. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, that's shit of Freddie, and you didn't tell him, and this is blah, blah, what an absolute. The team's no, announced no, no, no. after after the games completed on the Sunday afternoon. You know, prior yeah. to, prior to the game, Latrell Mitchell was playing in the last game. He found out. Not from the coach, as you know, as would have been the intention, I'm sure. But he found out as he's walking off the field, and players are doing post-match interviews yeah. on the sideline, yeah. and had it basically spoiled to him at that point. So, at what point does Brad? Because Brad Fittler could have told him before the game, but I'm also certain. I know that he contacted McGregor, who was the it was a two o'clock game against yep. Manly on Sunday. He contacted him and said, "Look, you know this." Uh, you know, want to talk about the players that are in, the players that are out, or whatever. Yeah, and he and so he elected to McGregor. I mean, as shit coaches, everyone wants to, to say he is. He said, "I'll talk to the guys individually." Yep. And so he kept it all out of the the you know bringing the team down and yeah. all that sort of shit. And I'm sure that I'm sure Fittler would have made the same call to, to Trent Robinson. That's and I'm it. sure that he would have you know done what he had to do. I mean, remember the Roosters a terrible fucking you know streak at the moment of form. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, a couple of losses in a and, row. And who knows Latrell's head better than fucking. He's week to week coach, yeah, yep. and uh, and and so you know whatever they elected to do, well, there's someone that allegedly knows his head. Because the thing is, that, yeah, well, there's the thing is that if you, it's one thing to you know it's tell someone that they're in because I mean obviously that's going to pump them up and they're going to be excited. It might be a performance enhancer, but if you're yeah. telling someone who would probably expect to be in, who yep. had, who's had a shit run of form, you know, the last five weeks and yep. a shit game one, yep. you tell them, I mean. That's not going to be like, the thing that tells them to get back into the form that they are expected. Latrell strikes me as as somebody who you know, imagine him like a um, like a a sixteen year old, mm-hmm. and and that sixteen year old, if they get the wrong older person, you know, in them, in I mean, in the, inside in, their head, inside them, head. Yeah, yeah, you know that that can potentially lead to lifelong poor consequences. So it's uh, it's good in this case with Latrell that. The uh, the sixteen year old in question, or well, you know, Latrell being like a sixteen year old, um, wasn't wasn't impregnated with poor ideas. Yeah, and um, and the and you know the thing is, people are like oh he had one he's had one bad game. Yeah, he has. In Origin, he had one bad game because there's been one Origin game played this season. Yeah. Um, he had four poor club games leading up to that. And while I'm you know I'm a fan of incumbency. Up to a you know up to a point, it is up to a point, and the fact yeah. of the matter is, when you're letting Will Chambers gash you like two three times in a game, yeah, which led to I mean yeah led to at least one try, but I mean if Queens if Will Chambers could draw and pass, it would have led to like you know at a least an, at least another points. couple. Yeah. Um, but here's the other thing: what you tend to get around Origin is this whole it's this fucking black and white. You must stick with incumbency. Or yeah. you must pick on form. Yeah. How about the fact that different fucking players are different? <coughs> Excuse me. And there are players like James Maloney, for example, mm-hmm. whose club form, yep. even though it's been good at the moment and warrants selection, doesn't his club form yeah. doesn't yeah. M- really matter to origin. Gay guy's a perfect Gay example. Guy. Never good at club level. Yeah. Somehow gets into origin. Yeah. And he's always great. Yep. That's it. Then you have players- who are very much headspace players. Mm-hmm. You know, there are guys, and 
um, you know, like Damien Cook, who you know yep. is just going to be level. And yep. no matter how his club's faring, yep. as long as you can instruct him what to do, he's going to go out there and do it. There are going to be forwards that yep. as long as you can motivate them enough for for battles on the field, yep. they're going to put in for you there. Yep. Then there's players like Luttrell, whose overall headspace and whose risk is may not deal so well with outside pressures yep. that you know if they're in a bad run of form, that counts more for them than it may do for other players. Yeah. You know, there's fucking nuance in this shit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, look, you know, would I, I, I think, and, and the, the shame of it is that the decision's obviously been made to drop him, and then that game that he had on the weekend was his best game in fucking month and a half. And, you know, he started to yeah. look like, you know, well, maybe, you know, maybe he's on the way back up. I mean- Hopefully he is, and hopefully he uses this, but- you know, you look. He got dropped by the Roosters last. Was it then? Was it last, last year? year? Yeah. yeah, yeah. He got he got he dropped. And, back you know, to and he, you know, came back. Yeah, you know, perfectly well. So I mean, he shows he's he's shown he has the ability to to bounce back. Um, Let, let's look at show favorite and great outstanding character example for feeder. Yeah, like he did it to his own coaching staff. You know, when <laughs> when Dean Dean Pay, and that's how some people need to be motivated. Yeah, yeah. You know, maybe. Does does that does that lead to Trent Robinson having a word to him before the game? Yeah, you know, fuck, know. who knows? Cody Walker, you know, probably could have been considered a little bit unlucky, but changes had to be made in the halves, and for whatever reason, I don't fucking mystifying, especially after game one. Leading up to game one, it was it was tough to understand, but now game one's happened the way and the way that, that it went, it's even more difficult to understand. The fact they still pers- persist with Cleary, who does offers nothing. Except, oh, that's right. He made there was a set where he made four tackles in a row. Fucking fantastic. Yeah. So now we have got Maloney in there, and um, well, it'll even out. And Cle- hopefully, Cleary will make four tackles in a row. Maloney will miss four. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> they, uh, they've got Maloney in there, and uh, you know, if nothing else, you know, you would hope that club combination will extract something. I mean, these two will perfectly know how to play with each other. They've yeah. done it fucking, you know, tens of times yeah. over the last couple of this, years. And this is the thing, though. They haven't played as much football together. Well, there has been a time. There has been times where the injuries and whatnot have yeah. had them separated That's and the team it. having to cover. But certainly more than the, the once-off combination three times a year, yeah. you know, that, that Origin oh, yeah, okay, provides. So, so there's, there's more. They, they, they would um, know. And they, they know each other, even if they I, haven't played together. They know each other very well. So- Hopefully Maloney can do something in terms of dragging the best out of him as a halves partner. I think the issue was, like, I'm not sure how Whiten has earned a spot. That's my yeah. Issue. The, 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 the whole right? the whole the whole reason Whiten uh, got the spot, I think, is because they didn't want to chop and change too much in ter- like so they wanted to keep, promote someone from within the squad. And I think they liked the way that I'm nothing about- happened on that nothing apart from that, that intercept. And obviously, you know, and if he had thrown it half a second late, thrown it behind gay guy, yeah. it's a match winning yeah, try. Exactly. But um, if I, I think that nothing happened during the period of the sin binning, yeah, and or or after, yeah. We, when Whiten was out there on the left, yeah. so they figure if nothing else, at least, and he's obvi- and he's obviously a brilliant player as well, you know, creative and everything like that. I'm not sure as a centre how much that of that is going to yeah. be, but but he, I mean, there's no doubt he's a great player and he's having a great year. Uh, so I guess I figure well, even if defensively, if he if if he can not miss a tackle and get the ball to Addo Carmore, yeah, then that's a win. On no, that, yeah. well, it's not a win, but it's an improvement on what happened in game one. Yeah, no, no I agree with you, but. But the, just going into Origin 1 yep. 
and I'm talking about more so using him at six. Yep. And, and it's exactly the same issue the Dragons found themselves in at the beginning of the year. And mate, how, yeah. Well, how the fuck would you expect Cody Walker to play game two? The thing that I, I've heard no one discuss, and it's a point that I've pointed out to a couple of people, and they've sort of gone, oh, fuck, yeah, okay. His head is forever fucked in origin now. Yeah. Because he was hooked as a half. Yeah. How many times has a half been hooked in origin history? Yeah, well, yeah, probably never. I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's, yeah, it's obviously a long time. But, you know? Sure, and, it probably it might it may have happened at some stage, but I don't recall. And this this is now that- Not since they hooked Cooper Cronk in 2014. <laughs> um, but this is now that Ben Hunt level of, well, remember at the beginning of the yeah. year when the Dragons started to struggle? Yep. Well, honey, you're out of the halves, you're in yep. nine, and I'm bringing fucking Norman off. Was it Corey Norman playing off the bench or something? No, it was Dufty and Dufty. Uh, shipping, shifting, That's widow, right. shifting widow, widow to, to put, to, yeah. Like, yeah. Are you fucking serious? Yeah. Like, how how is Cody Walker now to ever enter the Origin Arena again and not be completely head fucked the I minute think- things start going south? Yeah, I think I, I think that they they may have they, they may have, they may have killed him in uh <coughs> yeah in in origin and you know which is a, you know it's a, it's a shame because I mean he's been you know one of the the best form players through the 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 weekly you know club rounds all season and he's yeah. been one of those like take his highlight reel for South this year yeah and and just imagine it with fucking blue and maroon jerseys on the field again like they're origin highlights yeah yeah his his tries yeah you know? um yeah I'm. I'm filthy at that from game one. So. Yeah, it just uh, and I'm not I'm not 100 happy with White and uh, on the left. Um, I'm happy that Tommy's back in the side, and I mean he certainly made it undeniable with the fucking game that he had on Sunday anyway. But I think he may have been already selected before that game. Yep. But the thing that I, that uh, struck me funny about that was putting him in at right center. It's kind of strange because in attack for Manly. Almost always, he's down the left. So you put him at left center, and it's yeah. like where he'd be at home. But then the 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 funny thing is that that in the game on Sunday against the Dragons, he was fucking drilling them down the right all fucking yeah. game. So it just makes me wonder if three days, three or four days ago, like if Fitler's said, "Look, you know, we want to bring you back in the side. You have to show us that you're up to it." And and Freddie has form on that. Yeah, like he and- went to a number of players last year and said, "Yeah, I'm looking at you for the squad." But I want to see this, 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 and this. And it just—it makes me wonder if he, if he even said to him, "Look, you know, I'm looking at you for the right, to, for, for the yeah. right, right center position, yeah. and so show us what you can, you know, show us what you do." And, and then he pre- proceeded to do everything down that side in the game, you know, mm-hmm. and looked amazing doing it. So, uh, look, yeah, and he'll be fine. He'll, he'll be, you know, completely fine. With no worries about him being one, there. One thing you need to realize now: I'm not calling you an in clear. You're not quite at that level. I just want a halfback that plays like a real halfback. But if <laughs> <laughs> but it, let, let's say I related you to something like um, a climate science denier. Okay. So you're not a full in clear, which is like a full climate science denier. Okay. Um, but you're one of those people that you're like, yeah, I'm pretty sure global warming's happening, but is it really people causing it? <laughs> like, you have to, you know, you're gonna, you have to, now you have to move to the part where you unpack um, it. Like, what have I done? Well, no, no, it's just that. It's like that sort of clear, like, yeah, look, you know, clear is dead. I'm not entirely happy with it. Look, I'm not. Oh, no, 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 no. But you, you just need to accept. You're misquoting me. That your future is hot and sticky and slightly unpleasant in most no, I'm occasions. Gonna, I'm, I'm going to have to. I'm going to have to. You, you can't put words in my mouth like that. I did not say that I'm not entirely happy about Cleary being there. I'm 100% unhappy about Cleary being there. 
I'm 100% do not understand the rationale behind keeping him there, putting him there in the first place, and then keeping him there after his game game one non-existence. <laughs> but I feel like the best possible chance for him to perform is having Maloney there. That's with him. it. See, so, you, you've got that level of thing, but there, you've got that little bit of. You know. So yeah. So don't don't get me wrong. I mean, like, so Maloney is your. Are people really causing it? <laughs> <laughs> and so, and I still say that I I, I fully you know, which Maloney, we still don't know. By Maloney the way. can be Maloney can be there to prove to to prove that he is worthy of a blue jersey because 100%. at the moment he's not worthy of a fucking first grade jersey, let alone a blue one. He's one of those mystifying fucking selections. You know, like like your Dane Gay guys, except Dane Gay guys got made mad form on the board. It look, for proving the. I'll right. tell you what. You just sometimes. You got to knuckle down and go that it's not exactly the future you would have designed for yourself, <laughs> but it's heading your way. So it's not the future though; it's the past. New South Wales losing. That's <laughs> that's that's the <laughs> it's 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 going back in the <laughs> back in the past that I don't want to do. <laughs> and you know, and having said that, I, I don't know, I don't know which halfback you know you would you would replace him with. Um, Mitchell Pearce, not selected, allegedly. Injured, and if he hadn't have been injured, it was going to be him and Cleary. Fuck, that's man. the word on the street. Yeah, and so it makes me wonder. I want to think because you know, as as you often say, I mean, I I want I want to light the candle <laughs> rather than curse the dark. And so I would like to think that Mitchell Pierce has had enough of this Origin bullshit and the fucking memes yeah. become around Origin. Yeah, and he uh, reported injured. Yep. To not be selected. Yep. To either A, not put himself in that fucking, down that firing, yeah. <laughs> firing yeah. line again, or B, to save New South Wales from you know, another defeat at his honestly, hands. Honestly, do you know what would be fantastic? So, If, I, I would say Queensland Rugby League, I dream about this scenario, because you know how the origin speculation starts, like in fucking yes. April Round or two. March? Yeah, yeah. anyway. <laughs> yep. Queensland- now has well, you know, there's now like telephone lines and trains and cars and things, so people yep. in the bush aren't as remote yes. as they were at the beginning of Origin. Both states don't they still complain though? Well, you know, <laughs> we've given them the medium for the risk to complain about their <laughs> well, New, New, New South Wales have you know quality regional representation like Barnaby Pimpan Joyce. <laughs> <laughs> Queensland have the fucking crocodile guy, <laughs> Catter. Yeah, um, yeah. I think both states now could support a city country match. Yeah, and like have a like from Queensland. The, I like all these things as ideas, but but yeah. just you know, then forms undeniable. And the downside there is, yes, you're going to put selection of your origin team based on whatever it is, one game, two games. Yeah. But fuck that, it just stop all the shit country. Yeah. You know, have city versus country, have something for players to aspire to that's not origin, have something for players like Cody Walker, who's now brain fucked in the origin arena. Yeah. You, you could even do a fucking four-way, um, you know, so have city- City country for each state, and then the losers play the losers, and the winner plays the winner. Then have origin. It'd be fucking amazing. Yeah, that's probably that's probably a step too far. I think. Fuck off. Oh, you want? I thought you wanted to you, light you candles. Want, you want to have a four? You want to have a, a four way competition between 
half half the origin side versus half the origin side, half the Queensland side versus half the Queensland side, Fuck, man. and then play and then play a three match origin series as a final. Yeah, no, not yeah. as a final. Well, that's what it essentially is because the winners they will get them amalgamated yeah, into fucking teams, and uh, you know it won't, and then, it won't be just from the winning team. No, no, but then they get then they all get amalgamated and fucking yeah, hell, man. No, I think that is a fucking no. I'm glad Tamanata who's not here because you, my friend, are cursing the darkness. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. Is there any other origin? Any other stories that happen through the week? No. Oh, I see. Kaiser Pritchard uh, has had to retire because he uh, he got like one of his balls like destroyed. Which is um like I'm not sure how different it is to the Peter Wallace scenario where he continued and had a career and even recently uh, Tyson Frizzle and Nizzle. Uh, he just he just had a ball destroyed as well, but. I think it's almost like um, okay, so so there was the the Blitz in London in World War Two, and then there was Hiroshima. <laughs> Both of those instances involved bombs being dropped but on a city. Not, but could you not? Could you not? Could you not uh, do you know like Peter Wallace and just you know just, just get just get you know just get your Nagasaki, Yambag Nagasaki <laughs> cut Nag- out Nagasaki. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Can you get that? Can you get that cut out, and then proceed to live your life as a mediocre, yeah. mediocre hooker, and then you get segued into a coaching role for salary cap dispensation. But this is the thing, you know. You look at London rebuilt after the Blitz; they had bombs dropped on them. They were made out of stone. Japan had a nuke dropped on it, and the whole fucking city was made out of paper. Yeah. So you're saying his you know? balls had less structural integrity yes. than, than the great uh, Peter Wallace's. So ba- basically. Kaiser Pritchard's nutsack is a paper wall dojo. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas um, Wallace the camel in this fucked up testy version of the three little pigs. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, apparently, like he's he, he, apparently his balls got his balls got fucked up so bad. He's like, I can't have kids, like. The, yeah, the, I read that the, article. The normal way. So I guess he's got to like, pull out the, the turkey base. And I did, like, the whole thing of, um, well done on him for being so candid, but he actually, like, went through the sperm count diagnosis he got. Yeah, prob- like- probably didn't go that. Yeah, retired due to injuries is probably enough because yeah. he was injured a lot and it wasn't just his balls. So, I mean, you could point the finger at anything, yeah. right? So, uh, but yeah. In the spirit of this conversation, he was a fucking kamikaze. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I fare thee well in the rest of your in, in the rest of your life, sir. Um, because it is a sad way to to uh, to uh, leave the game. Well, congrats on not having to wear condoms anymore. Well, there is that. Okay, recaps. And now, as it's Thursday morning, I say we blast through these fucking things because, let's face it, we're almost at the next set of games right at this point. So, uh, we had on uh, an entire week ago on Thursday, the uh, Raiders 22 defeat the Sharks 20 down in Canberra, just over 10,000 in attendance. The uh, Raiders tries to Croker, Caesar, and uh, Simonson. Three conversions to Croker, two penalty goals to Croker. Sharks 20, a double to Josh Dugan. Uh, Morris and Hamlin Ueli also with tries. Sean Johnson, two or four conversions. This was a 
it wasn't a game of two halves. It was a game of 20 minutes and 60 minutes. <laughs> wow. I mean, the, the Raiders blasted out of the blocks so quickly, mm. so dominant. Mm. It looked like 50 was an achievable proposition against the Sharks. What a credentials confirming display. How amazing. And the Sharks slowly but surely turned the momentum. They sharked. Clawed their way right back yeah. to the point where it was a, uh, a tied game. Yep. And uh, the Raiders just managed to compose themselves enough, you know, by the end to get the win with, uh, and, and old uh, Teary Eyes managed to knock over a, a critical penalty, which, I mean, he's lost he's lost finals by missing them in the past. But uh, he got this one home in almost like a, a performance befitting of an origin centre that wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> Who plays, I don't know. I mean, yeah, he plays on the left. <sighs> Fuck. Even if you play on the right, who fucking cares? Whiten goes to utility. Fucking put turbo on the left, and you're still good. Yeah. Look, um, I feel he's very, oh, he's very unlucky, not to be, because he's been around the squad before and things like that. So. And, he, and he's one of those guys who you sort of your thoughts and your assumptions on, like he, he proves you incorrect. Like when I think yeah. of him, I'm like, why isn't he in Origin? Oh yeah, okay, nah, he's he's a bit of a defensive liability. But but he's, he's not really. Not. Yeah, he's he, not. And and he's one of those will fucking twist his body into a pretzel to get under a ball and stop a try sort of sentence yeah, too. Yeah. Like he's fucking solid. Um, I think his thing is they don't need a goal kicker because they have the greatest goal kicker in the history of the game. Yeah, but his centre of play is fucking good enough. Yeah, like, true. I mean, he, he's, he's not one of these guys that needs to get grandfathered in as a goal kicker. Yeah. Because, I mean, let's face it, I don't even clear I don't even clear he's even... Is he grandfathered in as a goal kicker or are they going to let fucking Jimmy do it? Because Jimmy will probably kick him, will he? No, nah, Cleary will. Yeah? Oh. He kicked him last year. I can't remember who kicked him last year. Cleary. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, um, I, I think Cronulla did themselves no favours in this one with their handling. Like, in the beginning of the game... Oh, yeah. In the beginning of the game. Um, young Matt Moylan's obviously, you know, someone passed a mean note about him at school. <laughs> So he's a bit. When uh, you say school, you obviously you mean crash. <laughs> <laughs> Not really a school. They just play with toys all day. <laughs> so someone someone passed a note, and he was shitty because he can't read yet. So yeah, um, someone took the fucking red crayon. Yeah, and that that was a uh, that was a fucking throwback Moylan game. Yeah, one of the ones that makes Panthers oh. fans feel like they won the trade, <laughs> even though they did not. <laughs> well, you know, one of the players in that trade is playing Origin this week, and. And this, yeah, well, one of them yeah. not. So. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, and this, uh, and the thing, this game, it, it really. I mean, after a, a, bl- a an absolute perfect blitz in the first twenty minutes, it didn't really live up to anything after that point because mm. the handling error was bad on both sides. I mean, like Canberra almost played themselves out of the game. Yeah, I mean, Cronulla did. did lift, but I mean, there was all, you know Canberra let them back in big time, and yep. they certainly allowed them opportunity yep. through you know, poor handling and uh, incomplete sets. Um, I, I think it was good for Canberra though because they oh, very good. You, and you talk about how last things, year or the year before they hundred yeah. they lose this game fucking forty to twenty yeah hundred percent of the time and you know and it would have been twenty to fourteen with three minutes to go <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's it you talk about things becoming habit mm. every time like you obviously don't want this situation where you can avoid it yeah but every time they get out of one of these. It's just another little notch in that fucking mental bedpost that, yep. yeah, okay, we can- We're not the faders anymore. We can get through this. Yeah, yeah and it's happened a couple of times so. this year. So, uh, you know, what what Ricky has done, I mean, you know, all jokes aside about Ricky, I mean, what he's done this year with like, you know, halves of, you know, like Williams and Caesar and stuff. Yeah. I mean, he's 
it's fucking done a great job. Yeah, and considering and considering like Leipana hasn't been intact since yep. almost the start of the season. That's it. Uh, you know, and Bateman you know, spent some time out and when, when he was their yep. guy. But even when he was their guy, like still new to the club. Yeah. Guys. Yep. You know, and yep. no, don't worry. Okay, uh, Chris said, uh, Sharks are showing why they're only they're the only lepers left in civilization. Filthy, grubby shits who can't hold the ball because all their fingers have dropped off. Fuck off back to hashtag reclaim your colony. <laughs> <laughs> New player in the game, Chris. I don't think I've seen anything from before, but I mean, you're coming in speaking the language like Welcome you've lived here fold. for years. <laughs> Ian said, I'm actually very happy with that showing from Canberra. Good to know that 20 minutes of good football followed by 60 minutes of catastrophic, shambolic football is still more than enough to handle <laughs> other top ta- other top eight teams. Uh, yeah, sure. Um Mitch, uh, Sharks are going to shark. One of our worst performances of the year, and the Faders only win by two. Congratulations, you green fairy ham flower sniffers. <laughs> the real loser tonight is the two points. You have to stay down in that godforsaken frozen swamp. RIP wasted points. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Robert said, uh, Dugan playing his best game in years only because he's running at 13 green whistles. <laughs> the Warriors 24 to feed the Titans 20 in the uh, pub slot game down there at Hope Solo Coliseum and a, a, an advertised crowd of 9,973, which means, holy shit, there must have been like 40, 48 people in attendance. Uh, the Warriors, 20, which is actually strange because I mean, I'm sure even talking, you know, in advance of this game, I'm sure we would have said, you know, that these games against the Kiwis, it's like home games down there because you get so many to the, yeah, obviously, yeah. no, not anymore. They've all been fucking uh, cut off from the dole and sent back home. <laughs> uh, the Warriors, 24, tries to Carl Lawton, uh, a double to Malmalo, two of Arsashek also with a try, Nick Arima with a conversion and Luke with two conversions and a penalty goal. The Titans, 20. 20 tries to Riley Jacks, Brian Kelly, and AJ Brimson. Roberts, three of three conversions and a penalty goal. Yeah, it, I can't get a handle on this Warriors side. No. Hey, it, and it, I, you know, we were talking, um, I don't know about Parramatta, but I'm, I'm more confused by this Warriors side who can, who their peak is so fucking good. Like when they, that game they played against Melbourne. Yeah. And then they come and just bungle their way to a win. And they did. They they yeah. gritted their way out of this one. Yep. Um, there were a, a, a couple of penalties I thought were dubious at the end. Yep. Um, but, you know, fuck that. That's the game. Uh, but what what's the key to getting consistency out of this Warriors team? I honestly don't know. I mean, it's, it's easy. I think it's easier to get consistency out of them than it is out of the Titans that they're up against. Because the the, the the Titans fucking look amazing, yeah. amazing, you know, smashing yeah. Big Brother. Yeah. And then then it's this again, and this one this week was like the 2019 Titans standard game, and the games they play well, you know, yeah. they've just been like you know probably four times in the year just have been outliers. The Warriors, I mean, I still think the Warriors worst is still. Better than the Titans' worst. Better than t- yeah, Titans, yeah. Okay. Titans' best is not as good as the Warriors' best, but yeah. neither these these teams are both closer to their the their worst well, side. You, you look at the Titans in this one that they conceded three penalties all game. Yep, that's fucking unheard of. Yeah, you know? that's Origin esque. Yeah, exactly. Putting the whistle away. Um, and even with the the Warriors suffering a sin binning, the overall feeling of this game, even right yep. at the end, yep. like that last little burst from Green and RTS, yep. that was a great close-out grandstand finish play. Yep. But I was thinking in the game after, I'm like, well, 
Yeah, really, it shouldn't have come to that. Like, that yeah. Warriors squad has enough of that potential in it. Yep. That it never should have got to that point where, the, where it was that last-ditch effort. Uh, the, the thing that, uh, about their consistency, I mean, it's it's just like it's hard where it comes from because it's like their defense is is sometimes it's it's great and then sometimes it's like it has been their entire history of the club yeah and you're like well, i don't know what changes that i mean with someone like blake green and harvard you'd expect a certain level of control yeah of the play so yeah it's just like and i would go so far as to say is probably he's in league what the fuck does he have to do for an origin call up he's a outside out of mind over in new zealand now. yeah he's never that's it, it. But at he's at, almost at that Reynolds Cronkish level yeah. of game control yep. ability. Yep. Um, so, yeah. Hey, anyway, not a great game. Mm. Brandon Vaudrey said, oh, one day I got slapped across the face by a girl. Later that day, I lost $50. Then I went to the pub and won 200 on the pokies. The next day, I got a parking fine for $297. And that still wasn't as bad as this fucking abortion of a game. <laughs> Uh, Mario, uh, Adam Blair made fewer running meters, 43, than tackles, 47. <laughs> and also, uh, I think it, the most Adam Blairest thing ever, commemorating his milestone 300th game, and he gets chucked in the bin. <laughs> and I guess we should talk about that as well, because, you know, the, the bin has enhanced powers of late where, yep. you know, uh, egregious offenses on playmakers, yep. and, you know, late and yep. high and blah, yep. can be punished straight up with it. I think that he was a victim of being Adam Blair. And I'm not sure if anyone else would have copped the bin for it. I don't think. I mean, because the hit itself, it was a little bit. It was. It was just. I don't even know if it was. It was that late. It was just one of those ones where it was destroyed the yeah. half after they'd really after they got rid of the ball. Yep. Was it necessary to? No, of course not. But it's Adam Blair. I mean, fuck. You know. Yeah. It- it- was it necessary to destroy him? No, it wasn't. Was it super super late? You know, probably probably not. Um. But you're yeah, right. I, I um. It did make for a great Adam Blair milestone game story. <laughs> yeah, all those kids in New Zealand with posters of Adam Blair on their wall. <laughs> you know, yeah. There's uh, probably exactly zero of those. <laughs> well, you know, I don't know. Got to be some. Has he got kids? No, probably not even yeah. his kids. I know he's got a wife that fucking searches his name on social media. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I <laughs> forgot that, about that. Give you that tip. Um. Yeah, you're right though. Uh, I and again, fuck, I can't believe I'm defending Adam Blair. But you remember at his time at the Broncos, oh, yeah. he terrorised halves, and he yep. did it well. And a lot yep. of times, that was his biggest contribution to the side, yep. and was a a decent one. So yeah, yeah you're Massive right. Comeback. I agree with you. Levius, love the local GC derby. Glad the home side could get the two points tonight in front of all the Cuzzy Brews. He's a hashtag. You should have cooked the fucking eggs, Tyrone. And uh, Norts. 9973, probably the most realistic crowd I've ever seen come up. <laughs> the Tigers, 27, defeat the Cowboys, 26 at 1,300 teeth, just under 12,000 in attendance. The Tigers had a double to Cheekham, Madison and Nofaluma also with tries. SR Masters, perfect with the boot, four conversions and a penalty goal. Benji with the crucial field goal. The Cowboys, 26, came from a double to Felt. Morgan, uh, Javid Bowen also with tries. Clifford, three or four conversions and two penalty goals. Yeah, another game with a late resurgence. Well, yeah. you know, not late resurgence, but a like a decent comeback. Yeah, I'm I'm sort of beyond the point now where a late resurgence in a game or a tight finish, you know, field goal a thon, whatever, 
can save a terrible game. But I must admit, at the time, I mean, at least makes you think you didn't totally waste your fucking time, you know, watching the game. Like, didn't, yeah. did that, you, your entire two hours has not been wasted. <laughs> <laughs> I I actually enjoyed this more from a curiosity point of view, but the, the Cowboys were terrible mm-hmm. in the first half. They were directionless in attack. They weren't really moving up or being effective in defense. Yep. It was there. And they got a fantastic level spray at halftime. Like visions yep. out of that dressing room. Well Greeny, you know, he's 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 spraying he's spraying them like his job's on the line and it is. Yeah. Um, I mean he's one of the top three in danger. Yeah. So. For sure. And they came out in the second half and you know to to try out a cliche, they looked a different side. Mm-hmm. And I think it was off the back of Morgan. Yep. Again, pure speculation here, but do you remember when Michael Morgan really came into his own after, like, there were some injuries to Thurston? J- JT was out for the rest of the year or something. While, um, it was the year before he basically got onto the grand final. Yeah. On there. But, but that was when he put a lot of that down to the mentoring of Cooper Cronk. Yeah. And then... When he came back into the side, he in, and he went well. He said he put that down to the mentoring of of Thurston and, and this and that. I'm wondering if he's missing that figure in his life at the moment because he sort of forgets that he has to be the leader of that team. Yeah, and he really should know by now. Yeah, because I mean, he had the he had like you know the year before last he had to be in the absence of yeah. Thurston and get him to a grand final. He's done it before. Yeah, he's done it. Yeah, and done it done well yeah. for. I mean, does it for Queensland? Has yeah. done it for Queensland. Um. So and and it showed it in the second half. They came out, and when he decided to take the reins, they looked yeah. a different side. Yeah. Um. So I I think that's the secret to the the cow success this year is how to click Morgan's head in. Um. It it was nice to see them get themselves back into the game when JT wasn't on the field because they the the majority of their comeback was when yep. he was having his rest in yeah. the second half. Yep. Um. So that's got to do plenty for them, but. Uh, the Tigers did enough with 15 to go. And, to, you know, t- Tigers were, were solid without being spectacular. Yep. Uh, one, they're, they're another, you know, it's it's almost, you could probably say it about nearly every team in the competition that it's like, what the fuck are they, they're, this is another team, what the fuck are they doing? Yep. doing something like, yeah, they look you know, great some weeks, diabolically bad other weeks. Yep. Uh, I mean. Is the Tigers best and worst closer together so you don't really, probably. Like it's not as. Uh, yeah, I mean, with the outlying, you know, with with the out, if you if you remove the game against the Eels where they lost by like fifty from the equation, yeah, then, that, then yeah, then they're probably yeah. a lot closer together. Yeah, yeah. That, look, any game where you can put twenty plus points on, yeah, yeah. Some, something's clicking. And yeah, it's you know, away from home they continue to own the fucking Cowboys. Um, you know, wherever they play them, I mean, to see, uh, I mean, there's there's no one nearly around from the two thousand and five year anymore. But that doesn't matter. They uh, they're still mentally fucking own own the Cowboys they, I mean if you look back at the results the Tigers versus Cowboys yeah, even at home I'm trying to, they fucking win they, there's, that there's feels f- like they win every time there's a fucking fair few on the Tigers side there's Robbie oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah, Benji yeah, yeah. and but they don't, Chris Lawrence I mean, but they're going to be they're, they're not going to be like oh, oh fuck dude. Yeah, they won so they're like you know, they're not going to be like oh fuck these cunts again yeah like, true yeah. <laughs> yeah the Cowboys have had like a you know, complete you know roster turnover probably <laughs> twice since then I would imagine Maybe Jarvid Bowen got bedtime stories of it. Yeah, that's probably. <laughs> uh, Mitch said, uh, "Tigers fighting hard to get themselves back into ninth." Hashtag perfectly balanced. 
Uh, Grover, 1,300, no smiles. Yep, that's the second home game in a row they've lost. Yeah. Uh, I think. Yeah, yeah, that's right. They're on a streak for them. Um, we said, this is why the grand final will never be played in Queensland. None of the shit cunt peasant Queensland teams will ever make it there again. Ouch. And Real Dad chimes in. We own the Cowboys. We always have. We always will. Oh, one of the games of the round for me, Melbourne Storm 34 to feed the Newcastle Knights 4. Down at the Korean Housewife, just over 16,000 in attendance. This makes me sad. What's that? That he's happy with such mediocrity. Yeah. Well, yeah. You know, he does the undefeated thing. Every time they win, we're undefeated for the season. We, uh, yeah, I know. It, yeah, I yeah. know. And that's like that's cute. It's his you know? trademark. It is. It's like, a, it's like his catchphrase. It is, but... But it's shit enough when, like, you pay money to go and see Counting Crows live, <laughs> like to be locked into to a place where you can't avoid hearing the Counting Crows. Have to Crows. listen to Counting Crows for like you know an hour yeah. or two. <laughs> but then, like that, that mood, the mood that Counting Crows gives normal people, that's the mood that your speech and actions give other people. That's <laughs> like it's just sad. Oh. Testing time for the Knights. They came up against you know, they've, they've, their fans have been ecstatic over this uh, long winning streak they've had. Their premiership favourites, and then they come up against their first test, a team relatively well un- unoriginal affected yep. and relatively unaffected through injury. The Melbourne yep. Storm thirty four <laughs> feed the Knights four. Uh, Storm thirty four <laughs> tries to Jerome Hughes, Josh Adokar, uh, Suli double to Stimson and uh, Sevi Smith. Five conversions and the Newcastle Knights four tries to Heimel Hunt and uh, Callum Ponga missed his only chance to get in the highlight, highlight reel with a kick and he missed it. Um, <laughs> well, look, the Knights fans have been waging war against you and I yes. for weeks now because, in their opinion, we haven't been giving due credit to their side for their astonishing winning well, streak and massive premiership credentials let, let's in say, teams that are fucking half injured or without let, let's origin just say, stars. When we say waging war, it's like Gulliver's Travels. Yeah. And we're fucking Gulliver. <laughs> yeah. When we decide to sit up, we'll fucking sit up. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, this is us sitting up. And, like, I take no, I take no pleasure. I, just, I said this on the in the Facebook. I take no pleasure about this result. All that we were saying, we weren't discrediting the Knights' run. I'm sure you go back and we give them heaps of credit for the, the, the team, you know, beating the teams that were placed in front yes. of them. I mean, that, when that they was when they went on their genuine turnaround after their losing streak. Yeah, when they turned that around. Yeah, exactly. All, All we were saying was these teams are massively depleted. Let's see what happens when they come up against a team that is one of the, you know, a top eight team that's not depleted. And it's actually worked in your favour, you shiftless cunts. Because yeah. you, the, your excuse here is, oh, well, they came up against a Storm who are, you know, the form team of the competition. And so anyone could have lost to them. If you'd have come up against... Uh, you know, a Roosters Souths. Or, or a Manly or someone like that. No, they didn't beat Manly. No, they, we, we beat, they didn't beat us. That's right. <laughs> um, we fucking flogged them. You know, oh, fuck, that's right. Penrith beat them so badly, it made Kalen Ponga change position. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I remember that too. Um, but, you know, the, it, it wasn't even close, you know. Not at any stage. 
and it wasn't like the Storm put on a, a bunch of points quickly. They kind no. of did it. They kind of did towards the end. They start. They ran in like probably two or three tries to really blow it out. Yep. Um, and that's you know, which is another thing. You know, I mean, fucking mental mental fortitude nights. I mean, the game was lost, but it doesn't mean you have to fucking throw in the towel. Yeah, exactly. I mean, come on, kids. And look, that that's something Brownie's got to work on them with on this journey. He, he's had a situation this year where they've been down multiple weeks in a row. The thing, and the- he's he's got them out of that. Well, yeah, and yeah. The, and the thing is, it, it it seems to me that when they get into fall into a decent enough size hole, they chuck in the towel. Yeah, that doesn't ha- that doesn't happen when you're beating up on understrength sides. I mean, you get out to you, you get out to you get out to to leads and you carry on with the game. Sometimes you really fucking go on with it, like against the yeah. Easter week before. Yep, against Easter week before. Sorry, and um, and yeah, other weeks you know you just you, you, you yep. get the win. But there was a point here in this storm game, and I don't have the timeline in front of me about what the scores were. But it must have been when it was sort of like around eighteen to four or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then the next try that was scored. That's one that, that that's one that broke them, and then it was just you know then the storm if they we're weren't gone. if they weren't yeah. scoring them they were like rolling down the field at will yeah. and almost scoring yeah. them yeah that's it and and I think a, a really nice little point about this is one of the advantages that having a player like Cameron Smith on your team brings yep and that's what I think teams like the Knights are lacking they can win games mm-hmm. Pierce is an excellent overall structural player can execute well, uh, can lead from the front. You know, his effort this year has been absolutely phenomenal. He's been getting in there and doing the dirty work, bringing the rest with him. But they don't have anyone in this team, and this is probably more so about their inexperience at six and at nine and at one. Yep. That first try that Melbourne scored when Glasby's sitting there Yep. With his fucking arm dangling. Yep. It's Cameron Smith that picks up on that. Yeah. And sends the fucking biggest cunt walking the face of the earth running straight <laughs> at him. Yeah. And that's how that try was scored. Yeah. You know, Nelson didn't score the try himself, but no. that's how the yeah. space was created. And Newcastle probably don't have that situational player. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so when the overall game plan doesn't go well, there's no plan B. Yeah, and you really need a fucking solid plan B against the storm if you yes. can't if your if your plan A doesn't work because yeah. believe me, their plan A is the same as their plan B in plan C, yeah. and they are they are patient enough to wait for it to start working. And in games like this, when they get a lead, a, a good lead like a couple yeah. of tries up, good fucking luck yeah. coming back because yeah. I mean you never see the storm get fucking avalanche late like no. that, you know, and to to lose a game because Correct. once they're on top. They go into the mode where they just basically choke the life out yep. of the opposition. And this, the thing is, uh, and, and Knights fans, for all that, that they want to say about us not giving credit, I mean, f- I'm pretty sure last week I was very fucking happy if, if Mitchell Pierce was in there, not with Cleary, but maybe at the expense of Cleary. Maybe you bring back, like, you know, the, the Pierce Maloney or, you know, something like that. Yeah. But wow, I'm fucking glad that he got injured slash made himself unavailable because. This game showed what happens when Mitchell yeah. Pierce is put under pressure the entire and, game, and how little he has when yeah. he doesn't have that time to think. And and you know, fucking Knights fans, be glad that that you've had this. You know, be glad that your team can now go. Oh, fuck. Okay, here's yeah. something we really need to learn how to overcome. Yeah. How do we get Kalen into games where he's not? having a favourable run yeah. all night. You know, how, how do we utilise those talents? How do we um, how do we switch things around to deal with the immense amount of pressure we're copping through the middle yep. 
at the risk of, you know, having the auto cars on the outside. Yeah. So, yep. I'll get better. Giannis underscore Mateus, uh, at least next year, at least last year when the Dragons were on an unbeaten run, we had the grace to punch Cameron Smith in the dick. What have the Knights done? Uh, Ed Council Creeper. <laughs> Knights are still premiership contenders, shout the Knights fans, as the sound of 20,432 Mars bars unwrapping echoes through the streets of Newcastle. Hashtag the Hutchening. Uh, Bethany underscore B underscore 97. Knights fans, snap back to reality, and CS9 is literally a god. Hashtag 3000 IQ. Also pieces of myth. I'll tell you what, here's, you know, I'm going to you know, call, call a rally to arms here because CS9 is not a god. Uh, and I'll prove it. <laughs> Often on uh, media shows or broadcasts, people will be encouraged to support a certain point of view by by writing to their local member of parliament about something. I'm going to put a different spin on that. I'd like everybody to to write to Cam Smith uh, in, in any way you find appropriate to just inform him, if he hasn't seen it already, that as of this week, um, euthanasia is legal in Victoria. Uh, so that that would just be something I think it'd be nice for him to know. Elvi, <laughs> uh, uh, and and if he's a god, he can walk into a clinic. Elvi zero five, or as I'm gonna call him, he's always like the biggest knight. I think uh, I always want to crown people like you know this season, like you know because we've got the biggest tigers. You know, it goes without saying. You know, never un- never defeated. You know, more undefeated than the side will ever be. But uh, they're the biggest night. Elvie, go play in traffic, cunts. Fuck your podcast. <laughs> I, I don't think the biggest tiger has, has ever been as irritating as a jalapeno seed in the end of your dick. So I don't think he could be the biggest night. Yeah, well, that's true too. You need somebody who's just with them through thick and thin, hugging other players, for, uh, <laughs> other supporters from other teams. Oh, yeah. Embarrassing people in supermarkets. Yep, yep. Just... Rabbitohs. Sorry, the Panthers, 19, defeat the Rabbitohs, 18. At ANZ, just over 11,000 there. Um, kick out with the kick out try. <laughs> Brent Aiden and, uh, and To'o. Cleary, two conversions and a penalty goal. Maloney, a field goal, a crucial field goal. The Rabbits, 18, tries to Gay Guy, Murray, and Knight. Um, Gay Guy, two conversions. Dwayne, a conversion. And uh, that's it. This was a this was a, a strange game. Panthers looked great early, or more to the point, South looked fucking abysmal. Yep. I mean, Panthers tries were, you know, this kind of chance. I mean, there was a kick out try, you know, kick out going to kick out. Uh, the Naden try was just it was, it was fucking mystifying that there were three South players there, and it wasn't like he won a contest for the ball. He jumped, and no one else literally did mm. anything to try and. Yeah, bat the ball down, yep. get the ball, block him. He just jumped up and unopposed, took it, no problem, put it down. It, it was, it was just fucking, it was fucking strange. But then South somehow found this little fucking morsel of endeavour to to actually, yeah. actually fight back. I mean, with Liam Knight with a, a a very lucky try. I mean, like Jimmy, you know, the Jet doing, you know, doing something. Yeah, um, yeah, kick out's gonna kick out. Jim, Jimmy's gonna jet. Yeah, like this game was just—it had everything, and I mean, and it's just it's, it's, South had all the running, all the momentum. What was about probably ten minutes left? I yep. think by the time they scored that try yep. to, to tie the game up, they they had, and then 
pant, then it just came down to the point where Panthers just oh, they they got a chance down there and they thought fuck and it we'll take it. it we'll take it yeah. this is this is our chance down there we'll take it and yep. Souths proceeded to then do what they had done probably for the first sixty minutes of the game or fifty minutes of the game just capitulate and, yeah. uh, and did nothing you know when trying to get it back. Yeah, on the rabbit side of things, it's such a positive for them to have Johnson back at fullback. And it's yeah. going to take a little while for him to get back into the swing of things yeah. and, and back into that team. Um, the the thing with South, and, and again, Knights fans, listen, this was a Burgeyless Rabbitohs. Reynolds Reynolds-less as well. Yeah. and Cody Walker head fuck from Origin yep, as well. That's it. So, you know, take it in. From a Penrith point of view, though, this is a Rabbits team that beat them very convincingly a few weeks before. <clears throat> and, so even- and, and this was a game where Penrith had it pretty much in their keeping. Yep. And then lost it and were on the wrong side of the momentum at the wrong side at the wrong part of the game. Yeah, it was, it and was like st- the anti Penrith. Yeah, yeah, and they, but, they, but they still they found a way to turn yeah, it around it. enough to give themselves an opportunity and take it. And I, the positives I'm seeing in this, you know, Edwards continues to improve mm-hmm. like he fucking yep. talk about difference between best and worst like yeah i wonder if I, I wonder you know pending any long-term outage via injury i don't know if we'll ever see that from him again in his career that bad yeah no because it hasn't it hasn't it's not like it happens one week and then the next week one he's been he was terrible dropped not great Improve, improve, better, improve and then now he's yeah. just like you know it's just a constant upswing it's not like That's a it. yeah it's not jumpy which you'd hope because it Fuck! It sucks when young kids get get head nick like that that early on. Yeah. Um. I'll tell you what though, in the battle of the fucking Liam's, Liam Martin is an absolute shoe in for rookie of the year, lock of the year, fucking revelation of the 2019 NRL season. Ah, uh, so what we're doing here is we're just shifting all of our support from Isaiah fucking Yo on the on the Liam Martin now. Huh? No, Yo Yo will win Center of the Year. <laughs> but, you know, because as the awards are going on, a different awards will be playing inside his head. It's a fucking CTE. Fuck that pork. Like it's not okay. It, it's worse when it's him though. Like, you, have you ever seen, like, a bear get tranquilized? No, I can't say. As long I've as been it, to circus. I mean, no, so no, no, no. Bit, Like, there's yeah. YouTube videos. As long as they're on the ground, yeah. nothing looks untowards, right? Okay. Like, the bear's like, something's hit it, and it- It just lays down. And it just- Just as I said, having yeah, to sleep, yeah. It lays down. Yeah. There are other ones where bears are tranquilized in trees <laughs> and fall onto trampolines in people's backyard, and they are as hilarious- as, like it's actually sort of the trajectory of the North Sydney Football Club. <laughs> like, <laughs> when do they bounce up though? Well, they, you know, they were the Northern Eagles. Oh no, and we're nothing. <laughs> we're dead. <laughs> oh no, we're maybe alive in the band's gone. But they, yo, know, it's like a fucking moose getting tranquilized. Like it's all like just spindly fucking limbs and giant <laughs> body. Fuck, he's cooked. Um, not in a bad way. Just his head's wrecked. Yeah. Um, you're right. Walk was absolute fucking. Absolutely head fucked. Mm-hmm. You know, he he just wasn't involved in that game at yep. all. Um, that's one of the sad ones, man. Some people come back from Origin. It, and, and who knows? He'll be, he'll, be, he'll be fine next week. I mean, Reynolds will be back in by then, so. You'd hope so. That'll sort You'd of really be. hope so. Um, and for fuck, for for Robert's break, 
Yep. That pass he threw at the end of that. Yeah. But for all of the, the shit stuff he did late in his Broncos career. Yep. Yep. That was peak representative center play. Yep. That was just like full pelt. Yep. Textbook fucking pass. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. That was great. Um, too little, too late, I guess. You know? Well, the thing is, it's just. And I, I think, you know, maybe that, that that's where, I mean, obviously the loss of the Burgeye is going to be felt throughout the game, but I think maybe that end point when they brought it back level, had the momentum, mm. maybe I think a couple of, a, a couple of sets with, you know, two or three of the, of the tackles yeah. with Burgeye carting yep. it forward while they had the momentum and probably would have got that roll on even more so. Or they just would have given a penalty and a field goal wouldn't have been necessary. Yeah, well, that's true too. Yeah. Yeah, it's possible. Yeah. Winston Bunk. Uh, Malcolm's nephew's killing it. Pardon the pun. Uh, no, I won't fucking pardon the pun. Be better. If there is one thing that I have learned from this life is that apples don't fall far from trees and he is probably... And, he, and, this, and that comment was perfectly accurate. <laughs> <laughs> Rishi's uh, something, something from behind, something fucks out, something. Hashtag chinners are winners. <laughs> that is... That's the greatest fucking... That should be Penrith's hashtag. <laughs> I fucking love it. Yeah. There you go. yeah. You'd see if you can get them behind it. There's, get there's hashtag of the year. What you got to do? You got to you've got to copy. You've got to nah, direct that, it at Penrith. That blocked me. Oh really? What did you yeah. get fucking blocked for? Oh, there was something a long time ago where there was somebody who worked at the club that I had. Well, get someone that's hanging something over their head like Shanta. And, yeah, and, that's and a, it. A picture of the, of the of dad and dad and boy together. Hashtag chinners or winners. Yeah. And just try and get it, slide it through, give them the idea, That's see what it. happens. Um, David said, oh, this game would have been an orthodontist nightmare. Two clubs where teeth are optional, and if poor hygiene doesn't fuck their mouths, the meth pipes will. It also had everything a stepdad loves. Kick out scoring a try, Maloney icing the game, and coming from behind like a pack of fucking rat bags they are. Penrith helped the NRL get one step closer to booting the sluts, Souths, back out of the comp. <laughs> Good to see Jimmy the Jet still winless at his new club. Cop that, you whiny bitch. I'll tell you what, though. I am... Very happy with Kikau's involvement in defence, yep. and also Kikau's involvement off the ball in attack. And so, you know what I would like to say then in response to that? What? Thanks for listening, Milliam. <laughs> 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 Clearly, you're following instructions to the T. And I mean, and, and you know, I, I don't run at me from five meters out. I'm not interested in stopping that sort of nonsense. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Much like the rabbits. <laughs> <laughs> But I'm pleased that you can take a constructive criticism on board. That's it. You're welcome, Fiji. Eels 38 defeat the Broncos 10 at Wankbest, 16,854 in attendance. The Parramatta Eels 38 tries to Paulo, Sivo, Jennings, a double to Josh Hoffman, and uh, ooh, Gower and Marnie. Moses, five of seven conversions. The Broncos 10 tries to Gillett and Oates, Osako with a conversion and a missed penalty goal. Look, I understand if you get a penalty with barely any time left, like under a minute left in the half. Yep. I totally understand a team going to take the two when it's going to bring the score back to a manageable thing. Maybe you're down, maybe you're down by eight. Yep. Bring it back and then you've got six to chase down in the second half. That's all cool. But when you were down 26 nil, <laughs> two points isn't going to fucking help your case <coughs> one little bit. Oh my God, we've got to score five times instead of four. You've still got to score four times, you dickheads. Not possible. You know, and the way they're playing, it was absolutely not possible yeah. at that point of the game. Yeah. So maybe. Maybe it's a season long two, term. Two points. For and against. Two points? No, even then it doesn't, doesn't compute. So this. So so let's, let's, let's instead, let's get. We've, we've got two plays or, you know, a play. 
let's just fucking throw a bomb up or try something. Try the thing where, you know, you, you, you hit the line and you pass just before the line or, you, you, or the forward backs in and gets an offload off and try and create some second phase and, yeah. you know, and just get one of those arsey things and then hopefully at the end of it, We've stretched them so far on the right that we can send it back and Oates can do his thing and fucking yeah. catapult him his cartwheel into the yeah. thing. No, let's just take the two and fucking miss him. Actually, even, even more hilarious. Yeah. This game was absolutely pornographic. <laughs> I do not like the eels. Not one little bit, let me assure you. However, I hate the Broncos so much <laughs> to, watch them, to, to watch them get a good old-fashioned fucking ass-raping I had, a, I had a conversation with, with a polymer-loving fan of the fan. show yeah, and explained to him that there are some times in life where you can hate something at the depths of your soul, but, you know, you just enjoy its performance so much that it makes you feel filthy. That's how I felt about enjoying well, the you know, a win. Case in point for me, it was the 2012 grand final as well. Yep. Dogs versus Storm. Yep. Believe me, hate them both. Yep. However, as I found out, because this was the first year of, after Hasler. That's there, right. So, you know, like, I found out then that my hatred for the, the dogs was actually more than the Storm yeah, at that point. Exactly. Um, you you, know, you learn probably, about yourself in these moments. <laughs> you really do. I remember going into, the, like, over the last couple of years, like, going into these grand finals, like, I do not care who wins. Fuck both these teams, but then the game starts and you find yourself willing one team. Yeah, uh, you're feeling better about one team when they start yep. winning, or you know whatever. That's it. So anyway, uh, wow, the the Eels are the most confusing team in the competition for me at the moment because teams like East and South, etc., they have massive injuries and origin origin yes. weakenings to blame for their up and down and you know ter- you know at times terrible performances. The Eels have no such excuses for any of it. And yet there'll be a week they'll come out and they'll fucking destroy the Tigers by 50. Then they'll come out and just lose like like in the worst game of the season like against you guys where it's yep. just like awful play all around. Then they'll and they'll do that for a bit and then they come out and they they smash the Broncos who haven't been traveling badly at the moment. They're in the as good as they've been this season, um, you know, if not as good as they will be. Mm-hmm. And then they absolutely destroy them with like no remorse and they have zero and the Broncos had nothing to offer. Here's the thing, right? Looking over the stats of this game, this this is one of those glorious fucking games where the stats are confusing as fuck. <laughs> Scoreline was thirty eight ten. Yep. Each team had four line breaks. Yep. Brisbane had 10 more tackle breaks. Mm-hmm. There was only 100 more kick return meters by the Eels and the Broncos, right? Yep. However, there was about 500 more run meters for the Eels. Yeah. So even though the and stats that's far are- more, that's far more reflective of the game. That's it. And I dare say that a lot of those tackle breaks and line breaks from the Broncos, I guarantee you that, that all of them, if not most of them, came after halftime mm. when the Eels were leading yeah. by a fucking substantial margin. And and the reason that's so shocking to me is at the beginning of the season, anything that was positive about the Broncos and the thoughts of what they were going to do was based around this young, powerful, mobile forward pack mm-hmm. that was just going to get in and dominate other teams. And when you think of Parramatta, one, one thing I guess you generally don't think of is their their forward dominance. Like, they've yep. got... They have a team of what would be considered tradesmen. 
Yeah. You know, they have the guys who will get in and do their job. Um, you know, the Manu Maus who are just solid week in, week out, that sort of stuff. Um, but they just absolutely analed them. And boy, was it pleasurable to see. Yes. Uh, Mr. Wars gets a first comment. Please kill me. <laughs> Broncos, the Broncos are on track for their worst season. Hey, Wars. On the books for... Welcome to married life. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I just checked. That game had... That, that tweet had nothing to do with the game at all. <laughs> it was before the game was kicked off. <laughs> Cruzy 6 I've defended my team enough, but it's obvious that if Seabold FC brings these results, then it's not long till a wooden spoon is amongst all the silverware this great club has earned. This team attitude currently stinks. I, I, I think that is far more pessimistic than reality demands. Sure, it's bad. Sure, Broncos haven't known long periods of um, yeah, mediocrity in their history. They've been very lucky, you know, just given by nature of geography and catchments and finances that they've, you know, they can maintain a team. I, of I would suggest the third point is is more. <laughs> and the the spoon thing is like. Come on now. This is a competition that has the Titans and yeah. the Bull and particularly the Bulldogs yeah. in it. You're not going to get the spoon. <clears throat> Here's the thing. Culturally in Brisbane, I've seen a shift, especially within Brisbane's business community, within the last five years. Whereas prior to that, the Broncos could call the shots. Yeah. You know, the Broncos could hold events. Yep. And and people would sell out tickets. Yep. To, to go and meet the players or go to functions or, or yep. things like that. Um, and, I, and it's almost, I guess, through arrogance, I feel, you know, that because a lot of what connected Brisbane to that community was Wayne Bennett and Wayne Bennett's network. Yep. If, you, if you look at the majority of the thoroughbreds, if you look at the majority of the friends of the Broncos, yep. They were from his personal life. They were yep. from his days in the police force. Yep. They were, you know, he did a very good job of ingraining that club in the community. Yep. By the nature of things, as as time goes on, the Broncos became a big enough beast that they sort of rolled Generated their own. Generated their own, yeah, sustained yep. it, yep. Um, and that's one of the key differences I see these days in the Broncos, that, that they really don't seem to have... I guess the the backing of anyone influential enough to give them those advantages they previously had, and I'm not referring to brown paper bags or anything, but there are things you can offer to people that make living in a city and playing for a club preferable yeah. to to going elsewhere. Um, yeah, unfortunately, that, like you know, generational change and thing it happens. Yeah. it happens to all clubs, and and I guess the the thing with the Broncos is they haven't managed it as well as they probably should have. Yep. I mean, they allowed, you know, someone like Ben Hunt to leave. Yeah. And, you know, at the expense of keeping, you know, when they when they threw the fucking bank at Milford to, to extract him from Canberra. Yeah. And, and look, I, I do realise after talking up, you know, Wayne Bennett, he was the one who said, you know, Anthony and Cody are our halves. Yeah. Well, when, when, no. when, is, um, when have the Broncos ever had an era in which they have had like two poor halves in their side. When have they ever had an era? When how, how many have they got out for origin? And like even like centers the One, quality of like Shibasaki. When have they ever had Yeah, they've been I lucky mean, that, with I mean, that, I mean they had they had Opacek last year, but I mean and but yeah. and, and like there are players in their team for the first time in either you know, first time that I can really remember but, but this is what that I'm saying. would struggle to make 
Yeah. You know, think back to the Broncos of old. Yeah. When you had, you know, good era Takiri and yep. Wendell Saylor and yep. like they were kissed on the dick in terms of calibre. Yeah. Of player. Yeah. Um, but they managed. So they, 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 they've got they, Oates out for Origin. Yeah. Who else? Uh, Boyd. No. <laughs> um, well, they, 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 they have anyway, out for... No, no, he doesn't play for them anymore. No, they, they, don't, they don't have... They, they, out for origin they don't even matter. So like, this, this is what I'm saying. Yeah, the, the yeah. Brisbane Broncos have contributed a winger to the Queensland State of Origin team. Yeah. Like, it's not Origin's fault. No, I they, know. They've been doing I'm, it all year. No, I know, but I'm saying that is unheard of. Oh, in terms of the quality of the, the side and everything People like used that, to yeah. come yep. into Brisbane and then become bolters for Origin. Yeah, yep. You know? True. Um, well done, Parra. JDHD. Seabold built his reputation on reading Damien Cook was on realising Damien Cook was better than Robbie Farrah. By that measure, stepdad should be Broncos coach. There you go. Fucking oath, I should. Alexander said, I reckon I could fit a frozen Mars bar up my urethra about now. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine that? If I was Broncos coach, the game, they all just go out and just human centipede each other in the middle of the field. <laughs> it's, our, it's, our, it's our secret play. While the other team are, all, while the other team are, throw, are throwing up, you know, the, the tail of the centipede detaches and runs away with the ball. That's got <laughs> John said, uh, growing up in central Queensland, surrounded by Broncos fans and constant eels suck comments, I always get a nice half boner when my mighty eels smash the drongos. Congratulations, sir. Enjoy these moments. The mighty Manly Seagulls, 34, defeated the Dragons, 14 at Brookie. Um, crowd of just over, or just under 8,500. The mighty Manly Seagulls, 34, tries to Garrick, Walker, Jetski, Cade Cust, Fainu, and Tommy Turbo. Garrick, five of six conversions. He's actually become quite a fucking handy goal kicker. I mean, he was there by necessity when DCE got yep. injured. But, I mean, the majority of our tries are scored fucking on the, out, out wide. And, I mean, yeah. and he's potting them nearly every time. Um, the Dragons, 14, tries to Ben Hunt and Ewan Aitken. Uh, Norman, two conversions and a penalty goal. And again, one of those tries in dead set fucking trash time. And not only that, that fucking cunt grounded it in the in goal area before the break happened. Like the, they they grounded it in the in goal because Manly cute grubbed it in the in goal. They scooped it up and he went down. And then from proceeding, fucking refs fault when you win, I'm not, cunt. I'm, I'm I'm not refs faulting. I'm just saying that the mar- true margin of the game was actually thirty four to eight. Okay. That's, and, and more and more importantly, not the fact that it was eight points or fourteen points. The point the the point was that after the Dragons had their um, excellent start to the game and controlled everything from the moment it turned around they didn't score a point legitimately and that does seem to be one of the shining lights of this manly team this year that they can galvanize mm. as a unit yeah you, you know we've talked about a lot of teams going in and out of games and those things the, the thing that seems to be lacking in those situations is cohesion mm-hmm. and one thing desi has done this year and and this is something i don't give des any credit for whatsoever i just <laughs> give all of the other coaches in the nrl no credit, minus, minus credit marks <laughs> for absolute fucking retardation. <laughs> in that, all of the research around sports science and the psychology of sport at the moment is in and around cohesiveness of a unit. Yep. You know, um, so much so as they're saying that that it could almost be considered more important than certain physical metrics that sports like NFL use. Yep. Um, to to pick players because there yep. there was that whole money ball method yeah, yeah, which yep. NFL's taken to the next level. All of the data and all of the readings around sports and sports leadership at the moment is around cohesion, and this manly side, when 
when they need to, come together as a team. Yep. Better than anybody in the league at the moment. Probably, um, I, I guess, at the expense of the Storm. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, and fucking shock horror that Bellamy's up on the the, the latest fucking cutting edge practices <laughs> in sports leadership as well. And and, it's, so, and and interestingly enough, they're not taught at Harvard. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> fucking not. So, um, yeah, it. it it's plain to see. It, it's yeah. not rocket science. Yeah, I mean the dragons. They had a, they had an excellent start. They controlled the ball. I think they had, they completed all their sets to start with, um, and that the mountain the mountain of possession, and they eventually won that territorial battle. You know, resulting in the try for um, Hunt, and you know the. The point are up eight nil, and it wasn't looking ugly, but it was looking like okay, this is a fuck. This is going to be a tough game. Mm. But then from then, Cletus tried to tackle. Who was he trying to tackle <laughs> with his face? He tried to tackle someone with his face, and fuck, uh, that could be dangerous. Oh, you know, I'm surprised he didn't fucking cut the guy's leg off. Yeah, you could you could sever an artery with those <laughs> fucking choppers. <laughs> Straight up amputation. <laughs> but um, but. <laughs> But, and once he was gone, the Dragons certainly did lose their, their. They had no. They had no backup in terms of you know getting their forwards going forward, and and it just it it almost instantly stopped. And at that point, I mean, it was one. It was it was one way traffic. Um, Cherry was great. Cade Cust every week week after week. Cade Cust become is is slowly growing as like a first grade player. And I mean, it's been it's been a while coming for him to get there. I mean, he's been you know he, he carved up the year that uh, that Manly won the the um the final twenties competition. Yep. And he's you know just he's been progressing and progressing. Now he's had his chance through massive injuries to get in first into first grade. And in a situation with halves where they've had like you know four or five halves to revolve around through injury and origin and all that sort of, he's won the second position. To be the guy that that's played yeah. with Cherry Evans, and now I mean he's you know he scored a try I think the last two weeks, yep. which means he's always one of those guys that's fucking on the spot backing up like you know for which, anything. And, and again, you know how many times in teams do we say it that that just bringing in a bit of youth, yeah, just that energy, and, yeah. and again it it's plain to see Thurston made an entire fucking career out of it mm-hmm. of just I will play harder and with more intensity than anyone on the field. I yep. will chase every single ball. Yep. Every time that ball moves, I will be after it. Mm-hmm. I'll be out of position a few times, so you cunts <laughs> may need to cover for me. But yeah. how many times in State of Origin was he the first one diving on a loose ball? Or he's the or he's the guy, you know, pulling off a, a ridiculous tackle in Ian Goal yeah. to stop it. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. You know? So that that stuff's crucial for a team. Yeah. And um and like this if this season were were a lost season then you, I mean, as a Manly fan, I'd almost be like, well, you know what? We've fucking blooded a lot of fucking players yeah. and have become a lot better than they were at the start of the season. Yep. So there's like, there's a, there is a kind of a net win in there. Yep. But the, fa- it's, the fact is they were winning games through that as well. And it's not a lost season. It's fucking very much a live season. Um, and it's, they're, I mean, they're only going to get better, I think. Injury-free, they're only going to get better. Like Tommy is, only, I mean, he's played two whole games this season. And we fucking put fifty on the Warriors and fucking you know put thirty four on the Dragons in those two, in those two games. So, so yeah, he had the full game last week as well when he was coming back, and you know all wins. And yeah. um and so when when we get some continuity with I think we got Appy. I think he's out for a little while. But yeah. once again in this game, we got on top with Appy on the field, but it didn't blow open until we had Fainu on. That's when that's when yeah. shit started. He he moves things at fucking hundred miles an hour, yep. and I love the speed. I've, I've I love Appy, but I've been finding that in games this season, I've been like fucking when's you know when Fainu gets on, 
the play, the ball speed's gonna it's gonna increase, yeah, and yeah, and it. and it invariably does, and that's when they seem to me. I haven't looked at the stats and the timings and things, but to me, that's when it feels like things really start motoring forward yeah. um, with the team in terms of play, the ball speed, yep. and just rolling hard. And so I guess that he'll be starting, you know, next yeah next week. I think Appy's out for you know not long, you know, two or three weeks. So maybe he yeah. might be back for the next game with his Origin yep. weekend, but um. But if he's not, you know, I'm interested to see what happens with, you know, when Fainu's blasting out of the blocks at the, you know, from the word go. Yeah, that's but, it. Um, Dylan Walker's slowly, you know, reined in his, you know, country shooting out and his defense is kind of, you know, he's, he's, he's become more of a team player over the last couple, uh, over the last couple of weeks, Which, finally. You know, again, there's no way Dylan Walker did that of his own accord. No, fucking way. No. There, there is nothing more I love in a coach where there is a fucking obvious problem. Mm-hmm. And week on week, you see gradual but improvement, sustained yeah. improvement yep. in that area. And this, and this is the thing: it's- like Dylan Walker, if he continues along this vein, he may save his place in the side going forward. Because I can tell you, when he was out and you did, it was uncertain of his future when the legal shit was going on, it, he was not going to get re-signed at the end of the year. And surely, when he got dropped earlier, he was not going to get re-signed. Yep. However, you find now that these guys are actually like Suley's fucking playing like like a prime. Tony Williams out yeah. wide doing shit like he's like trucking people and doing yeah. shit that he's supposed to do without the bad you know yeah, like lazy side of it so Hasler's actually starting to get him to deliver on the promise he had when he was signed for a fortune by the Tigers back in the day yeah. and then signed for a fortune by the Dogs and then, and then we got him at fucking rock bottom and it's t- and it wasn't it wasn't Trent got him in at rock bottom but it was Hasler's yeah. actually turned it into a value buy yeah you know um, and I mean I say this every week but it's just it's so telling this year when you watch the team song videos and you see like the last couple of years, Jake Turbo has just been in there fucking giving it loads, banging an ex- esky and he's like, just fucking loves it. This year, you're getting guys that I consider mercenaries like Marty Tapao, who you think, is he going to stay? Is he going to leave for more money or whatever? Yeah. He's the guy giving it loads and he's got, and Hasler's got this fucking buy-in you can just see from everybody. Whereas before it was like everyone's going, like, "Yeah, we're good. It's good. We got to win." You know, but yeah, but now everyone's just like fucking loving it. Oh, man, I'm sure. It, mm. Anything. There are so many articles and journals about it at the moment. Yeah. About cohesion in sports teams. Yep. It's he's basically brought he's brought the culture back, which is like yeah. When and when he got signed at the, fir- at the at the first instance, and you know there was all like you know results at Canterbury, you know haven't been that great. Blah blah yep. blah. I was thinking, look, if nothing else, if you can bring that back. Then that's that's a forward step from what we had, and he's done that and more. So you know, you, know, you would suggest that maybe Canterbury's board and leagues club had a little bit yeah. more to do in the day to day. Fuck, who knows? Has, has know? always works best when he kind of has like free reign to, yeah, to control the football department it. without any fucking irritation yeah. from yeah, you know, bean counters and stuff. Um, and it was a nice touch from Desi as well. They brought that the um. Down syndrome kid Damien in into the, the press conference. They had him in a press conference asking a question, and Des said, "Do you want to turn the camera around and to, and this is some like you know lifelong fan or whatever?" And they brought him in to be part of the team for the week. Yeah, and so he was asking a question at the press conference, and then and the, then the next question, one of the journalists said, "Oh, you know, do you want to give us some background story on the young fella?" And he said, "Oh no, yeah, he's he's he was assistant coach this week or whatever." And he brought him up in, yeah. in the podium to answer to answer a yeah. question. That, and that's Desi that's- seems to be enjoying. That's football it, yeah. a lot more as well. Like he's he's not as you remember how he used to he used to just be fucking seething the whole time fucking, and just like you know fuck the refs the entire time, yeah. and now he's much more relaxed and yeah, which happens though. You know, yeah. even Bellamy these days, yeah, he, he's not 
yeah. blow up in the coach's box as he once was. I think yeah. I think you move past that. Yeah, the, I mean they've lost two games all season too. Yeah. <laughs> fair enough. I mean, things are going well. <laughs> he has the, the limits of his despair haven't been tested yet. Yeah, okay, fair enough. <laughs> but uh, yeah, great result. Uh, Tristan said, uh, "Forget Hutchins. We were Reuben. Manly stuck a life-size chocolate Garrick statue right up our Ravalawa. Rubber block, block. Rubber block, block. Trotters, uh, fuck you all. Fuck the Frittata brothers. Fuck the Dragons. Fuck rugby league. Fuck Woolies being sold out of Mars Pass. Fuck wherever my belt is, and fuck Mary." <laughs> He also, he also he also sent us a tweet and said something like you know oh it's good to see that you know Tommy Frittata got through a game without tearing something mate incorrect he fucking he fucking tore he tore the dragon side from starfish to fucking esophagus <laughs> straight through the entire track it was, um, yeah, it was that bad fucking Justin Bob, Bob Geldof was controlling their fans <laughs> raising their kid. <laughs> Justin Davies, so we're going to need a whole pack of frozen Mars bars after that shit. Fucking bald fraud. Uh, Lando, does anyone know where I can get a polywaffle asking for a friend? Look, I don't know this personally, but I mean, as a, as a person that has enjoyed eating many chocolate bars over the course of my life, I, dare, I don't think that polywaffle has a structural integrity that you need for the, even if frozen, <laughs> for the job at hand. Yeah. Look, I want to, I want to say the shape. Like, you know, the whole oh, shape, round, round yeah. peg in a round hole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it is, I guess, ribbed for your pleasure. <laughs> but I just think you, you're just going to end up with a lot of marshmallow in there. <laughs> but, you know, freeze one and try it out. I mean, you know, we're happy to, happy to pass on the... <laughs> and this is the thing. There's two potential outcomes to that situation, neither of which are good. One of them is an embarrassing trip to the ER mm-hmm. for a very intensive douche. The second... Is the fucking ants go marching two by two up your asshole as you try and sleep it off and melt it? So, yeah, but the thing, the polywaffle's got that kind of the wafer or sort of biscuity, you know, structural part, which that will never melt. That's not going to melt. The chocolate will melt. The marshmallow will melt. You'll still be left with a, a toilet roll of of hard biscuit in there. That's not going to break. Yeah, it'll just every every time you poo, it'll be like playing with play doh. Like it'll come out with that contoured. <laughs> oh, um. Bronco White. A run-of-the-mill Mars bar and leather belt will not do this time. Alas, I've opted to go down the picnic bar and packing tape road, <laughs> as I believe this more clearly represents the current state of affairs my fucking toe rag, fuck knuckle of a team is displaying. Fuck manly. <laughs> the Roosters 38 to feed the dogs 12 at the SCG, just over 8,000 in attendance. The Roosters double to Latrell, a double to Manu. Um, Hutchinson, Isaac Liu, and uh, I don't know how you fucking pronounce old mate. Tupo Nua. Um, Mitchell, four conversions and a penalty goal. Doggies, 12. Tries to Hopper Jr. And uh, Raymond Fatala Mariner. Meany and Martin with a conversion apiece. That is one of the fucking... I guess that maybe the commentators aren't the best ones to listen to on this. I was going to say it's a disadvantage of having no sound. I That's thought it was exactly. Tupo Nua. It could be. Like I said, I've ne- literally never listened to a game with sound. Okay. So I couldn't tell you. Feel free to correct us whiteys. Anyone? Yeah, I mean, I'd much rather do the correct. There are any neighbours who want to help uh, help some That's brothers it. out? Yep. Um, yeah, you know, trust um, the rooster. Trust so trust the doggies to be the team. And it was all the teams the, in strife. All the jokes, um, all the jokes last week. Oh, the dogs will play them into form, and they'll this, this, this. They fucking played them into form. They with, really did with a rested fucking half. Yeah, you know. Yep. This game, and again, the the Roosters haven't been 
peak roosters and they've gone through a slump. But let's remember, they've had they've had Cronk returning, they've had Kiri fucking in space. Yep. For half the time. Um their forward pack's been choppy changey. It it really has been a below par strength roosters. You know, Jake Friend was doing good shit for them. Um the the fact that they could come in and really have and, and let's be honest, Latrell was dominant. It it wasn't, you know, um oh my god, he could be great peak Latrell, but but he's getting back there. Um and and the, the dogs I'm not, I'm not sure the dogs fucked up too badly in too many areas. They were just they were just outclassed. Like that dogs team is never gonna stop firepower. The, the likes of Mitchell and, and Manu. So. Yeah. Um, I think it just happened as it was always going to happen. Yeah, I have nothing, I have nothing to say about this game. Fucking yeah. Bulldog. The Bulldogs are going so bad at the moment that like week in, week out, like Chapo's never even rocking out with like a ray of sunshine. He's just like, I think he's on the verge of changing sides. So can I just say, everyone, please discourage him from changing to yours if you value premiership success. That would be the ultimate fucking... Yeah. Oh. Um, nah. GT351 underscore Johns. We are consistent. We've played another team into form whilst continuing to be inept and a lost rabble in games. We do look competitive whilst running out into the field, but then the balls kicked off. We remember we are crap. Good job, lads. Still, hashtag proud to be a bulldog. JSJ Hogan. Last week, I asked about what temperature the Mars bar should be. At this stage, I don't think it really matters. I'll just go out and buy a king-size Mars bar and hope that it takes the pain away. Hashtag different week, same result. Hashtag wooden spoon 2019. Can we make something clear? Sticking a Mars bar up your ass has never been recommended as a pain relief technique. No, it's uh, it's, it's 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 really just been it's it's really just been the gravy on top of hanging yourself because your team choked so badly yeah. in the game. So, but it's basically become the universal <laughs> the universal symbol of, of, of what to do to yourself after your team loses <laughs> no matter what the circumstances. <laughs> yeah, and look, and, and look if, it, if it gets us a, you know, some financial sponsorship from, from Mars, then I'm all for it. Yeah, <laughs> but, but where the fuck's it? You know what? I'm happy to change. Yeah. You know, what's the fucking knockoff one? Like have a wham bar or something? Like what's that? Oh, he's like Morrow's are kind of like the same. Like, that- they're still like a Mars bar, aren't they? Like a like a budget ass. Yeah, yeah. that's it. <laughs> hey, Aldi Mars bar. Yeah, come our way. Manufacturers of chocolate bars the world over. Yeah, we are prepared to make your chocolate bar the default choice. Of a nation of league fans. That's it. Who are willing to <laughs> bash themselves in the ass with one. You'll ha- you'll fucking trend on Instagram with images of your product. <laughs> <laughs> and isn't that what social media is all about? <laughs> all right, previews quickly this week obviously Origin's the one we're looking forward to but even though there are no NRL games we still have a full slate of games on the weekend we've got the uh, Friday night game with the uh, women's Origin game and I'm you know go New South Wales I'll be Fucking watching the game New South Wales. but I, honestly I don't it's, it's, you know, it's hard to have an opinion for how it's going to go down or, or anything like that because honestly, I just do not have the fucking knowledge to comment. You know what? Fucking NRL, fix your fucking app. What are they done now? I like, don't use I'm, their app. Well, I'm trying to look at oh, games. Other than watching the games. Yeah. Right? 
And yeah. I go to state. There's there's nowhere I can just go for rep round. Yeah, see okay. all the fucking. I oh, say so, so I won't have like a th- this week's. So I have to look slate. at women's state of origin. Yeah. Then look at yeah. You know, yeah. not that I don't know which teams are playing. It's only thing, but um. Yeah. Yeah, fucking. I'm all on Isabel Kelly. Anytime try scorer. Fucking get in there, you good thing. Go New South Wales. Fiji versus Lebanon. That's being played on Saturday afternoon at uh, at Leichhardt, and then that is followed by PNG versus Samoa. And uh, then following that, actually no, they actually we'll get Tonga and New Zealand first. I forgot the time differences with New Zealand there. And then we got PNG versus Samoa at Leichhardt. Following that, so a full slate of Saturday games. And with these with these games, I mean, I don't have any familial or fucking you know genetic allegiance to any of these any of these uh, regions or countries all i want to see it is some fucking good games played with pride in representing you know your nation especially yeah. for especially for these one like you know like lebanon for example who don't get a run around every time yep. you know and uh and a team that that contributes you know by virtue of you know you know a couple of general you know generational descent well, contribute a fair few players to the league yeah but and but here's the thing though you know, or, or almost like you know, you you look at the impact for for such a small actual number. Yeah. Look at the impact that Australia had on World War One. Yeah. Yeah. It was massive. Lebanon has had more impact on New South Wales origin. Yeah, that's true too. Than the entire state of New South Wales has had. Yeah, it's true. So for that reason, fuck Lebanon's team <laughs> as a staff, record label, <laughs> and as a motherfucking crew. <laughs> uh, what have we got here uh, and uh, then Mansour ruled out by Penrith Club Doctor aka I can't be fucked representing my heritage Mansour no I can't be fucked playing with Robbie Farah yeah okay well, understandable <laughs> like really you know the, you, you can't you can't say more about a bloke than than you encourage other people to deny their heritage to avoid you yeah PNG versus Samoa. My my thoughts on that game is uh, go PNG for the reason that um, Samoa have Milford in as one from what I can see. Unless they're just going, oh no, they're just going to order, but the number of the guys are picked. I just I just took a close look and I saw I, I actually the name that sprung out to me was um, Chanel Harris Tavita, mm. and I was like, why is that fucking guy in the, in eighteen? <laughs> 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 but look, go PNG anyway. I mean. Uh, Fuck yeah, love an underdog. They've made great. Oh, they've made great strides in the you know since they've become a part of the Queensland Cup. Oh, hang on, they got an offer on the wing. Well, a million tries down that side. Yeah. So I see. Oh yeah. Okay. I mean, and I see here. I got New Brown in there, but he got ruled out on Monday, so I don't know who he's been replaced by. Go PNG. Fucking um, hell! How is Jerome Luai mm. not a six? He's fucking playing it. They got him at nine. Okay, yeah, I, I fuck, no, nah, fuck PNG. I got the Luai factor. <laughs> I gotta go Samoa. Fuck, I gotta back a team with Milford in it. No, at least I win by an odd number. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, provided that provide that number is greater than or equal 20. to nineteen. <laughs> <laughs> New Zealand versus Tonga. This one's been played over in uh, New Zealand, so what we're getting it at uh, three forty p.m. on the Saturday. So what's mm-hmm. that? Second is second game. Yep. So, yeah. So. Actually, when was the first game? Let me scroll down. I'm a bit fucking losing my track here. I got five forty for the EJ versus Lebanon. It's actually going to be the first game chronologically for us. Um, yeah, 
I hope to see a strong New Zealand. I hope, but but obviously I'm supporting Tonga. Uh, Tonga's got a number of uh, manly players in the side, I think, and uh, I've got Adam. But um, I would just love to see a boil over. Like Tonga have been so close to amazing over recent years, just through by virtue of you know more players selecting to play for them yep. rather than you know the uh, Australia or New Zealand. Yep, but um. And also just through, I guess through more games as well, and I think that they're the I think they're the poster child of what increased international buy-in from players and clubs can do. Yep. So I hope they continue that, and I hope they cause a massive boil over and fucking beat New Zealand because yeah, fuck New Zealand. That's it. Um, and finally, game two, state of origin, seven p.m. Sunday night, Sunday, coming from Perth. Actually, being played on Wednesday, but due to the time difference, it's Sunday. <laughs> and uh, look, I think we, we've we've spoken a depth about the changes in the New South Wales side, but all the ones that were kind of controversial and were you know, not not super you know, happy with. Mm. I am happy though with Wade Graham in. Yes. He may be a little bit underdone. I mean, he's only had two games back, but the fucking impact he's made for the Sharks in those two games yep. has been tremendous. So, and, and I think in terms of positional play, yeah, even if he only does play reduced minutes, yep. we've got coverage in terms of ability. Yep. Yeah, pending injuries. Tarek Sims, I thought, yeah, he, he was probably worthwhile bringing in the first game and, you know, un- unlucky to miss out to Crichton, who'd proceeded to do fucking nothing. Yeah. So, you know, perhaps he should have been, they should have gone with him the first time around. Yep. Um, and Fanukan is, he's been on the verge of origin for such a long time. And to, to finally get him in there, I think he's going to do a job for us as well. It, it needs to happen in the forwards. Oh, you, the cunts like fucking Cordner needs to lift. Frizzle needs to fucking play more minutes if he's if he gets a hot hand. Yep. It. it I'm really not does. impressed with our front row at fucking all. I mean, obviously, you know, Cook, Cook's, Cook's king, is, but yeah, I mean, our props. It, yeah. Saifidi, like last week, I said if the choice of prop was yeah, between Saifidi and Lodge, and Lodge I, I would take Saifidi because he's not a shit cunt. Yeah. But that doesn't mean he's good enough. It just means he's a less of a shit. Can cunt. you just like we need to listen? We need to fucking realize that not only. Mansour and fucking kick out listening. Yeah. Freddie's, we got to be fucking careful, man. I mean, the media presented it as a two option choice. Yeah, but we got to be careful yeah. what we say. Yeah, yeah, we do. Because obviously. Freddie obviously listened. Yeah. And Fuck. I mean, surely. I mean, if we're bringing in players that aren't shit cunts, that have middling to, to, to poor stats, Tim Manor outdoes Saifidi. In output, <laughs> why, why not him? Yeah, I'd- he's the hot at the moment, all in the media and shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look, and the, the New South Wales culture of tolerating no dissent from individuals of colour fits his religious background perfectly. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Fuck yeah, exactly. Okay, so um, yeah, it- so Edric Edric Lee. Has uh has been ruled out as a, of, of the reserves with a quad strain. Um, who did they bring in for puppy? Uh, Glas was it Glasby that came in for him. Yeah, Glasby. Yeah. And he's a good in. I mean, he, I remember he played very. He played well the first time that he. Yeah, and he's yeah. a known quantity. You know? Yeah. Um, I think Fanukin's a good in. Corey Norman into the squad. I, I just. Re- I'm not sure of the purpose of that though. I really need our forwards to 
to get in and monster the Queensland's forward because Josh Papali mm-hmm. was a dominant force in State of Origin 1. Yep. And not taking anything away from how he played, that that shouldn't be the case. He should not be the dominant front row forward in a State of Origin game. Yeah. Yep. You know? um, fucking stand-up cunts. That's it. That's where it's won or lost for mine. Yeah, exactly, and I mean, and I think, uh, you know, I think our bench is great. I think, and I think our our back row, I think they're they're great as well. I have such fucking concerns about the props, and obviously the you know the yeah the aforementioned you know thing in the halves. <coughs> but I, I I have to believe that Maloney is going to make Cleary better, just because if he can't, then like literally nobody can. Man, it, I'm telling you, it it's what I say to myself every morning when I get in and I turn the keys. To my gigantic diesel-powered four-wheel drive, are humans really causing it? <laughs> really? <laughs> it's changed before. <laughs> I feel like though. I feel like the people who were believing in the actual accurate science, though, are the people that want Cleary out. And it's, a, it's the other side. It's the people who are justifying. No, his no, 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 no. I'm, I'm just saying. I'm just saying that you're in. You're in just denial that Cleary will get better. <laughs> But you're, just, but you're hoping. You're, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping for the best. <laughs> I'm hoping for the best. Uh, New South Wales 13 plus. Okay, mailbag. This week, uh, the underscore Q78 uh, brought it out to our attention the first time. Um, not the only time, though. A uh, bit of a uh, bit of wordplay from the uh, Sydney Morning Herald regarding Blake Ferguson's recall into the side. Uh, Blake Ferguson. This is a quote from the article. Blake Ferguson will end his Origin exile less than two years after being fingered for a drinking session alongside Josh Dugan five wow. days out from New South Wales series aside and lost. Tell me that that's not yeah, that's, that's not a, he's not having a laugh. No, hundred percent. Um, Bernard JKD from over the over the uh, vast expanse of the ocean um, sent us a photo and he said, Ben Pomeroy is still playing, would you believe? Here he is in the French Cup Fuck. final last weekend. He's the guy disguised as a mummy playing for uh, St. Estive Catalan 13. Last chance to see old penis fingers, maybe. Fucking, you know, i tell you what. There are many, many worse life paths Yes. Than being able to fucking play any sort of sport. Until you're- Living in France. Yeah. Fucking fuck yeah. cheese and wine and fucking hairy Women with hairy boxes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad we both went exactly that. <laughs> oh, it's, uh, I tell you, Tinder in France <laughs> is, like, is like breaking into your old man's collection of Playboys. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic! Like you, you get in on a French receptacle, and it's e- even if it's not like like Mentos fresh, you can still fucking kid yourself that it's just like it's actual cheese, not bad cheese. Oh, <laughs> you've fucking gone too far. <laughs> I almost want to delete that saver, and else has to throw up. <laughs> what? It's called French denial. Frog, Frogmore. Crusher tackles aren't becoming a trend. 
It's the way attacking runners back into the defensive line. Or am I just disagreeing with comms because I'm a contrarian? I agree. I don't think that, that crush t- tackles are a trend. I think it's being policed more liberally than it used to have been. I think mm. that they're penalising things that may have slipped, you know, the adjudication yeah. earlier. But there definitely is a thing with players, you know, backing into the line. There is a thing. And if you're tackling, if you're, you're, you're tackling them, hitting them high in the back, if you're the, yep. if you're, if you're the first guy in, and if they fall down a certain way, then it's just kind of yeah. biology mechanics that you know the way things work. Here's the thing, though. Let me point this out to you, because you're obviously a dumb fuck. <laughs> a a careless arm, like yes. when, when somebody sidestepped you, and I'm talking frog, not you. Yeah, you're not a dumb. Yeah, fuck. I was, was going to fucking say we're going to have to fight now. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, we won't, because I'm not a dumb fuck. <laughs> um, and. You know, uh, uh, a player sidesteps you, beat you for speed, and yep. you throw out a lazy arm. A leg or an arm, yeah. Or you know, know, yeah. A lazy arm, and you collect them high. Chaos, then yeah. then compare that with how MG used to tackle people yeah. in State of Origin. Cocked elbow. <laughs> They're both called high tackles, hmm. right? That is a head high tackle. Yep. So a crusher tackle, yes, you're going to get those ones where the, the player backs into the line. Yep. And and really they play some part in it. Yep. Then you get those ones like Fafita pulled on the weekend. Well, that where, was where one, there yeah. was a fucking space between his body and the player's head mm-hmm. and he just let gravity fucking take him. Yep. Like that was an absolute fucking cunt of a shot. Yep. yep. So and at the end of the day, I mean, even if you if you're the the first player in and you're sort of up around their their shoulders and you're you know and you're you, yeah with your arm and your shoulder is behind their head, yep, and they're falling down directly towards you and you're going to be you know cranking yep. forward, it's it's super easy if it's going to be a crusher tackle for it to be a crusher tackle, you have to go all the way to the ground like that. Yep. And so it's very easy for you to transition into like, you know, like a side control where you're laying on top of them if you're yep. wanting to hold them down and slow to play the ball. That's it. You don't have to take it yeah. all the way to the ground. And I think it's something that the players have just be getting used to or, at the moment. you know what? Yeah, that's it. Over time, yeah. fucking coaches- It's getting more It's getting more, more liberally assessed than it has been in the past, I yep. think. And so I think that, that so players will now, as part of their training, will be working on- if you find yourself in that position, you've got to transition off the side, like, you know. Look, what I hope is that players can continue to receive good, solid rugby league hits mm-hmm. and sit bolt upright in bed in fear of them, yep. as opposed to someone like Alec McKinnis, who just pisses himself. Yeah, McKinnon even, that one. <laughs> yeah, McKinnon, that's him. I didn't know Kevy had a little brother that's a paraplegic <laughs> as well, did you? <laughs> and, you know. And Kenny, that's a less known one. <laughs> Alex, he didn't, he, didn't, he didn't play to the, the mediocre standard that they after, did because after, he was a cripple. After his nightmares, he can just clear his nostrils. <laughs> yeah, and, and the beautiful thing is, I mean, there was there was, a, there was a period after the, you know, the shoulder charge got, you know, started getting seriously adjudicated where, you know, we saw penalties and like, play, you know, and the, 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 the there's a certain level of hitting that has gone out of the game but then when we saw like you know what last week we saw Tafua fucking level someone with mm. a Matai special that yeah. was perfectly legal yeah. and you know we, we saw the you know Adam Blair's perfectly legal one on Tyrone Roberts which is beautiful as well yeah. um, you know so hitting hasn't died no. and, uh, and and as as and this crusher tackle thing I think that you know they're, they're probably overly adjudicating at the moment because guess what are fucking dangerous, and if you yeah. can, and if you can penalise the shit out of people and suspend them, if you know when when it looks blatantly obvious, yep. then great, it'll it, they'll happen less. And that's it. You know, yeah, it, it's the same as chicken wings. You know, yeah, to get a chicken wing off, you had to get yourself into a certain position. Mm-hmm. 
you, know, you will now need to find a way to tackle a, an opposing player who's running into the line. Yeah, and spinning backwards, yeah, you know, backing in, and yeah, that's it. Yeah, you know, yeah, exactly. Um, what have we got here? Got uh, some tool tourists this week, and uh, one of them from Grover, Super Grover, um, up in Darwin, I believe, at the you know racing car thing. Racing, the one where they just race like Commodores and Falcons, <laughs> yeah, and uh, and he's but he's, he's uh, held up a, a photograph oh, the, here. The, the we don't make economic sense cup. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Dave Dave Reynolds' girlfriend. Dave Reynolds must be a racing car driver. And Dave Reynolds' girlfriend uh, lending a hand for the good fight, and it's a photo of her holding up the tool tourist sticker at the back of his uh, racing car, and um, you know could have stuck it on there over his sponsor Penrite or something, or on her titties. Yeah, not a lot to speak of though. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> But thank you, thank you, sir, for spreading the good word. Um, so, so long to the last three remaining female listeners. <laughs> but if you want to be the man, if you want to be the fucking man when it yeah. comes to tool tourists, I mean, we've seen in years gone by, we've we've seen you know, the epic stickering at that uh, Newcastle from Mitch that's yep. just stood the test of time, been there nearly fucking a full season now. Um, we've seen the, the, the you know Mr. Wars putting shit all around the world, you know, except yep. when he's too much of a bitch because he might get fucking caned or executed in like Singapore or China. Um, <laughs> Levius becoming a fucking well. This is the one I bring up. Yeah, this is the this is the one I bring up. Then then we've got the the God mode level tool tourist with King Levius, and he's uh he's sent us a photograph of this. Uh, it's a site that means nothing to me. I didn't even know it was a thing until till we got this from him. Yeah, but it's uh he's on holiday in New Zealand at the moment, or at least he was at the you know at the time when he sent this. Yep. And he said I could get done for treason for this. Slapping the Twill Tourist sticker on the birthplace of New Zealand Rugby Union. Falau would be forgiven before me. And then he's got this, there's a, like a plaque and a, and a picture of this field. And it says, the site of New Zealand's first rugby game. Uh, Nelson Football Club, town versus Nelson College. Played Saturday, 14th of May, 1870. And then the text gets a little bit blurry, but yeah, the site of New Zealand's first rugby game. And he's put, a, and there's a ball on, the, there's, a, there's a field. And then the little the little banner with the text, and then there's a, a rugby ball, like an old worn yep. leather rugby ball. He's put the sticker fucking right on, yeah. right over the laces on the ball. Like, That's it. Like as overt as you like, it won't. I can guarantee you, it won't be there now. Now, to all the whinging cunts out there that have also twill touristed and whinging about fucking how they were the greatest and how no one can ever compare. The fans will decide at the end of the year. Well, what we're gonna do though is we're gonna get Levius's one, mm-hmm. and as people look at the photo. We're just going to play Beatles songs behind it. <laughs> right? um, oh. And I think that will make it better. Fucking bougie and clear. Anyway, it will be, um, it will be, a, a, this this year, I can safely say, will be the most hotly contested twill tourist yes. you know, at the, in the twillies at the end of the year. And for those who are new to the show this year, we Would have that, an awards thing at the end Levius of the year. If Levius takes that out, yeah. is that the first time somebody's gone? Like from rookie of the year, or won two different to, categories to another honor. I don't know if people have won two different categories yeah. ever. I mean, I think I believe that I'm, I'm cer- almost certain that people have probably doubled up on you know Gronk and you know in the past, perhaps. But maybe yeah, because there's a lot of them now. I mean, I don't know how long we've been. We've been have we been doing the Twilly since day one? I can't even fucking remember. I'm sure we have though. Definitely, yeah. Oh, it was 2011. For, uh, I don't know. Mm. 
I, I, if you're a winner, let us know because you'll probably remember more. <laughs> Cherry Evans won Revelation in 2011. I remember. Yeah, but he's not a person. But um, so but so I'm just trying to say I can remember 2011, but 2010. I, you know what? It did. It did happen in 2010 because I know that Glenn, more than anything in the world, wanted Lottie to Lottie get Revelation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, and and he didn't. No. Um, just general stuff. Un, um, Egg Council Creeper. He's uh, set up and he did this a little while ago, but he's putting some more uh, more uh, work into it now. But he's saying if people are sick of Super Grover's memes in the Facebook group, uh, give the This Week in League subreddit a check. And so he, he's created a subreddit on Reddit for uh, This Week in League. It is um, r slash This Week in League. And he's done, he's doing uh, some great work in there um, that we don't have fucking time to do. So it's 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 fantastic and I really, really appreciate the, the work. And-, and also Reddit doesn't ban you for posting... Um- Pictures of um, yeah. the vaginas with Groucho Mask disguises on them or whatever it was. That's it. Yeah. Okay. Well, that blue waffle or you know, the- I don't know. <laughs> well, that stop bad one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's full time for 323. Thanks for listening, everyone. As always, you can interact with us on Twitter. So, follow at TWI League. Uh, we posted up our episodes on facebook.com forward slash this week in league as well. And don't forget the Facebook group, hashtag Twill Nation on Facebook. Do a search. Ask to join, get in there, um, tidied it up a lot over the last couple of weeks with yeah. zero, a zero tolerant, a zero tolerance uh, stance on origin memes like, outside we of their respective threads. Proud of our Facebook community, considering a lot of the other fucking subpar Facebook communities out there. Oh, just the last couple of weeks, oh. though, I've taken the shine off a little bit. I think people should do better. I can't wait till Origins finish because that'll cut out a lot of the bullshit. It, it'd be like. If my 16, like last week, you know, last couple of weeks have been disappointing as if my 16 year old daughter brought home an NRL player boyfriend. Yep. Yep. About that disappointing. Yeah. Um, I didn't check out any reviews on iTunes this week. So if, uh, if you did one, thank you very much. If you didn't, move it and uh, we'll get to them next week again. That's the most important thing you can do for the show. Yeah. Is you, iTunes reviews. iTunes reviews, r- ratings, and unsubscribe, subscribe again. I don't know why. Game that you, shit. You'd think, you would think that they'd stopped it, but apparently it's still a thing. Um, well, you know, I went to shit after Steve Jobs died, really. <laughs> Tim Cook, he doesn't know how to stop gaming podcasts. And uh, tips. We have a new leader, Eastside Boy on top, tied with Honor Blood Buzz and Swiss Cowboy. Good job, Carson. How's that? Shame, a shame on all of you that a, that a Switzerland-based listener, who's actually Swiss too... I believe. He sends in his tips through one of those fucking giant horns every week. Has to Google Translate the names of the team so he knows who's he's tipping, who's tipping <laughs> each week. And he is on top of the table. One point back, we have uh, Bargy, Millennial Suck, Toosie, Axes On, and Wobby Farah. And back another point, we have Simon F and Ben Dunn, 43, wrapping up the top 10. I would also like to say that with Manly's recent form, I am back in the mix. I think I'm 15th now, but I'm tied with 9th. Nice. So, motherfuckers, be prepared to kneel. Supercoach, notorious POD, still fucking killing it. I mean, how good are you doing, sir? He's uh, dropped from fourth to seventh this week, but top 10 overall, Supercoach, means you've got to be, you know, thereabouts in the, you know, it only takes a good week and you're in, you know, in the running for some fucking cash money. Uh, Haystacks, Calhoun, Can't Deal, Eels, Arkham's Inmates, Sam Seals, Ivan's Lost Sons, Big Papa Power, Turn Down For What, Super Turbo Bros and Amphi's Roosters round out the top 10. Everyone inside the top 3,000 overall and the top five are inside the top 1,000. So fucking great job, fellas. Keep it up. 
I don't have anything else to add this week. Oh, yes, we do. One more thing. Um, now the the saga of the the memberships is is over, and you know, doing a reissue of the the polos and stuff like that. The uh, reissued polos, uh, if you ordered a size that we were um, getting remade, they're they're under in production at the moment so when they come out we'll send them out to you and we can move on to the next thing we've been asked for probably five years for hats uh we had hats way back in the day and um stepdad oh, sorry real dad has them you know in his fucking sex dungeon in toowoomba somewhere and it's, it's increasingly hard to get them but then design wise and everything we've moved on since then anyway so we've been uh crunching the numbers and we will be doing hats uh they'll be snapbacks we will do flat brim and we will do curved brim so you know to cater both our boomer and millennial fan bases and um basically they'll both be up for sale uh, probably in about a week, and uh, so get in there. We just basically, with as with most things, we'll probably just buy as many, have as many produced as we need to from the pre-sale period, and then you know with a, you know a couple of extras, you know a certain percentage of extras to to catch latecomers or people who want to FOMO in, and um, so yeah, look forward to that, and we'll probably be sharing like you know the design and things like that, uh, you know as as the, the week goes on and we get closer to putting them into production. Uh, and oh, and there's one when doing the polos and sending out the memberships. There's one large size large polo left that uh, hasn't been purchased. It's the it's the literally the last one that is going to be available for anybody. So if you have size L and you want to get in there, get in on the uh, on thisweekinleague.com forward slash store or shop, whatever it is. There's a menu item on there. Go and look that. And uh, yeah, grab that one while you can. It is the last unclaimed polo in existence. And that's it. Nice. See you next week. Later.